0: This is an Age of Sigma podcast, which may contain explicit language. Because Judgment Day's not coming. Judgment Day's not coming. Soon
1: enough. Welcome to a very special episode of Heralds of War. Mortally Winded.
2: Shadow Hammer. Hayden.
3: And Hayden. Hayden.
1: <laughs> and friends yes the three podcasts and friends
4: <laughs>
1: yes so uh, if you're listening to Heralds of War this will be episode 41 uh, it'll be whatever episode of your podcast but Chris 14 or more yep
2: I think mine's like 8 I don't cool know.
1: and episode 1 of and friends with Hayden <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> cool. So in this episode we are going to talk about the Runax Team Championships and specifically our experience as Team Elf Bros.
3: Woo! Yay. <laughs> it was much
1: rejoicing. It <laughs> was. Uh yeah, so um Unless you've been living under a rock, as far as AOS is concerned, um, in Australia you've probably seen uh, that the, the Runex blog, Gabe um, of the Runex decided to run his first tournament and make it a team event, uh, the Runex Team Championships, because he's, he's uh, a little bit insane um, and wanted to start on hard mode. He did good. He did good. That's, that's... Uh, point, of, point of difference
0: makes it an event for people to want to travel to for something slightly different and teams are super fun. So
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that was held at the start of November, uh, the third and fourth. And I think there was what, 14 teams. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, uh, quite a few teams, um, some travelling from Sydney, um, some travelling from up north. You know, the Savage Northmen came down. Um, I think we had, there was the that the uh, the filth team. Um, there was you guys in our team, and then there was a team that was made up of like GW staffers as well, wasn't there? Like
3: yeah,
1: uh, yeah Ryan from Melbourne and and stuff like that. So.
2: There was a good mix of teams.
1: There was, there was, and we also had um, a couple of local teams. We had a failed charge team with uh, Michael and Dennis and uh, Mark returning to competitive AOS, and um, we had a couple of Brisbane teams with the Mafia and and uh, there was an Ipswich team. Basically, lots. Um, a couple yeah. of Palabar teams. Yeah, yeah, like so. It was very good, and. As as Liam so eloquently put it earlier, he did good. Uh, <laughs> did
3: it good. Did it he did good. good. He yeah.
1: did good. he did good. Yeah, it was very good. It it was. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, I think I think Gabe really um, did his homework and figured out how he um, wanted to make stuff happen and get it to run smooth. And then on the day, it was it worked really well. I think there was one one redraw um, across the whole weekend, which is always going to happen um, because especially if, if you're using new software for the first time or something like that, um, but all the matchups went well and that sort of thing. So what we might do is we'll quickly talk about the format itself uh, and then we'll go on to sort of our games as a team fairly, fairly briefly. Um, we don't want to spend six hours talking about each round. Um,
3: yeah.
1: And then... yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> nah, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll gloss over. <laughs> gloss over all the games that we all lost, so it'll be a nice, concise podcast. Speak for yourselves. Righto, <laughs> Cool. Okay, so as we sort of talked about before, it was a team's format four people per uh, team, and the the restriction was that you couldn't duplicate War Scrolls, Artifacts, uh, or Endless Spells across the four team members. So you couldn't have two folks with Marauders or two folks with, you know, Cogs or whatever. Uh, but other than that, you know, if you really wanted to, you could have four Mixed Chaos teams or four Stormcast um, teams. And if you were clever, you could you could get get the armies done. Um, maybe Stormcast isn't a great example, because I can't think of enough. Oh,
0: you, you could no, just... You could use you 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 Sequitors, Liberators,
1: Judicators, and Vanguard Vanguard hunters. stuff. Yeah, okay, cool. Righto. Yeah.
0: So, so, right, no, 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 yeah, But uh, worth saying summoning didn't come into that. It was only what was on your list. So it was possible to summon... War Scrolls that other members on your team had.
1: Yes, which we exploited the shit out of. Um, So, so, yeah, I mentioned before um, we went as team Elf Bros, which was a bit of a brainchild of you, Hayden. Yes. Um, And my love of everything else.
0: Yeah, Also for that weekend, one thing. Hashtag Silverenthare Elves. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> well,
3: mate, when
5: when Games Workshop put a L'Oreal in the Elf pantheon, therefore, yep. in yep. canon,
3: Silverenthare Elves. They're close. Still to point. We're
0: always Wood Elves,
1: so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. So so um, I think you came to me, Hayden, and said, "Let's do an Elf team, <laughs> and let's re- recruit Liam." Yeah. You're like, cool. And then
2: we struggled and struggled and struggled for a fourth (laughs) member. And then we found Chris eventually. Well, Chris was an accident. He said, has anyone got a spoon open? And we were like, yep, you can come.
0: Yeah, I wasn't going. Then I found out that like the whole Sydney boys were going. And I was like, oh, I kind of really want to do teams. I feel like I'm missing out. So then I
1: was just like, oh, I don't suppose you have a space. And you were like, I found our fourth person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think because you and I got a bit of, Felt a bit left out because we ran Moab last year, the Teams event, um, and you were super keen to do a team, but we just didn't have the numbers to do like an extra team. That was us and whoever, you know, I think we're going to yeah. a Podcast All-Stars or something like that, ridiculous. So. Yeah, it's
0: pretty much what a- this team is.
1: Teams was something
0: I've wanted to do for a while, so yeah, I was pretty keen to kind of jump in and do it. So
1: yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um, we then sort of figured out who was going to take uh, which faction. Um,
3: it's pretty easy.
1: It was, oh, oh, I suppose
5: yeah. Other than us, it was, would have been pretty easy. Yeah. The
0: only thing, the only thing really was working out of your list, Clint.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose like Liam had daughters, and that was his elf army, and then you you, Hayden, you had like four different ones to choose from.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Chris, you just had Silverness, so it was like oh, well, that's those two done and so yeah. I kind of took Ideneth, Hayden and then we kind of like, well, what would, what can we do for Clint? Because I um am painting up an Eldritch Council Army for someone, so I'm like, oh, that'll do and then we kind of, I think was it you and me and Evan one night, Chris sat down and figured out my list? Just, yeah me and you kind of mainly just sat
0: down and went through all the all the elven units and uh kind of just worked out a pretty solid mixed order list to be honest yeah yeah it's a list that i definitely actually like want to play at some point myself like in a singles event because i think it's a really solid list
1: yeah i've i've got improvements when i wouldn't be for when i wouldn't be constricted on the elves thing um but yeah no the list was pretty good pretty solid um yeah so that was the the format of the event and and um sort of the the makeup of our team um you could see I think there was us who were all elves there was um
3: an old dwarf team
1: there was all, yeah. all I was trying to remember what their name were battle battles yeah ah. um so they were all dwarves uh so that was cool there was the the two themed sort of teams and then some teams were just let's take some broken bullshit. Uh, there was Pantheon. Of,
0: there was Pantheon of Filth too,
1: whose which was whose all official chaos. Name, Whose official name is apparently what is it? It's
0: rat symbol, bird symbol, poo emoji, sweet corn emoji. That's their actual team yeah. name, name, but Gabe refused to write it down. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that 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 was the Clan Filth team, which represents Zinch, Corn, uh, Nurgle, and
1: Skaven. Yeah, okay, that's a theme. I hadn't kinda of thought of it like that,
2: but yeah. No, it was It was
1: the it was the, path, it was the of Filth, so
0: Yeah. yeah it was four, do... four, four Chaos Gods. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. No one has the mesh yet.
0: They will soon. They could they couldn't find one of them that was willing to kind of do the whole BDSM theme for a weekend.
4: Uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Or admit to it at least. I was just about to say there's nothing that I could say on Mike. My reflect well on any of them um uh, okay cool um so then we had uh the matchup process which is a little bit different to some of the other um uh, like etc and other team events that i've seen i think because 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 gabe had one matchup system up and then on some feedback that it was a bit too complicated, he switched it over um, to the system that we used on the day. Now, um, I've talked a lot. So who wants to go through the matchup system? Chris.
0: Sure. Um, so, yeah, it was actually pretty straightforward, really. Um, obviously, teams event. basically what he changed it to was the team captains would each in secret pick a champion, Um, so one of the lists would be nominated as the champion for that team um, in secret, and then the two team captains would roll off, and basically whoever won the um, opposing team would put down um, two lists, and the team captain would choose one of their three lists in their hand because the champions are obviously gone, they'd choose one of those lists to pair off into it, then the reverse would happen so that person would put down two of the lists and then the other team would put down one of their lists to pair into it and then obviously you had the one remaining list each and then the two champions would play off. Um, so it was pretty straightforward actually. Um, once you, once you did it once it was pretty easy um, and there was quite a lot of discussion every time as who would be the champion and trying to guess who their champion would be which I'll be honest I wasn't very good at doing. Uh, <laughs> no you were f- like yeah. being awful at it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, well, no, I think, well I think played. most teams probably didn't guess our champion correctly either. Because so, I think we were trying to think who theirs would be and pairing into that and then the opposite would happen. So, uh, But yeah, it was quite funny. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, t- teams were definitely on a scale of some being more prepared and others just not caring. We were one of the teams that was very prepared. Like We'd had a couple of Late night sessions in the le- in the week leading up to it, um, kind of going through all of the teams and all of their lists and doing a kind of traffic light system matchup for our team. So red, orange or green, um, based on what we felt each of our lists can handle. So for every kind of team, we had our page that Clint was all prepared and had printed out so that we could kind of when we found out which team we were facing we'd look at it and say okay these this is our ideal combination of matchups and then we'd try our best to kind of get the pairings as close to possible uh, as that i think
1: we got it what in one round <laughs> we got the perfect match up yeah, yes, we and... got one one perfect round and then we got the um, most of them fairly right
3: yeah, I think a lot of we,
1: time with the couple of us had oranges and reds, but we
0: did all right.
3: Yeah, we worked with what we got.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't think we got as many oranges as you're thinking, but um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So
0: before we kind of crack into the individual rounds, should we all just run through our lists that we took quickly? Sure.
3: Sure. That's good. good.
0: Yes, Hayden. Do you want to uh, go first? Sure, I'll go first.
5: So I was running my Idneth Deepkin, um, which is not the standard netlist of just 30 million eels. Um, So I took Dom Hane as my enclave uh, from the wrong
0: person. (laughs) Every time I hear it, I just feel like someone's talking about. Oh yeah, Dom Hane was there. He was out on the pier.
5: Oh, Dom hey. Oh, Dom. <laughs> um, so the army was from the realm of Shamal. Um, my general was Volturnus. I then had two Ishran Scriers, one of them with the Drip I had an Ishran Tidecaster, an Eidolon of Mathlan Aspect of the Storm with the Gildenbane. Bane, six Ishran Guard, six Morsar Guard, 20 Nematic Thralls, and the Royal Council. And that is the entire list. What did your Dritch Leech artifact do? So Dritch Leech is an 18-inch Negwan cask bubble. And the Gilden Gilden Black Bane is the realm artifact that negates enemy artifacts on heroes within three inches. Did that actually come up? I meant to ask you and I never did over the weekend. Yeah, no. it uh, it came up once against um in against uh frostlord on Stonehorn, but by then the Frostlord on Stonehorn was literally the only thing left on the board.
0: Well, what did said Frostlord have? Uh uh Ethereal Amulet. No, Doppelganger. Oh, so that's good though. You turned it off so you were able to attack first with the idol on.
3: Uh no, because it was
0: his turn so he attacked. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: So, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that.
1: Yeah. cool. Liam, what was in
2: your list? Um, so I was running daughters. Um, pretty much witch elf spam. So I was in the Hagnar temple because that's the most broken temple. Um, I have a slaughter queen uh, on a cauldron as my general with the Hagnar trait. And the artifact of plus one save. And then I had three high queens and Marathi. Um, and then I have two units of thirty witch elves and a unit of ten sisters of slaughter, two units of five heart takers, and one cauldron guard as battalion, which had the two witch elves and the harpies, and a high queen and the slaughter queen all in it to lower my drops. And then I bought uh at command points because I ended at nineteen thirty because I usually have cogs, but someone else in the team needed it. Chris. Hello. Um, which in all fairness, like he literally he does need it. And I'm like, I'm fast enough already. Um so yeah, that was pretty much my list. Um not gonna lie, end of the weekend I was so sick of moving Witch Else. So I'm so keen having a break.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. That was my list.
1: Cool. Chris
0: Cool, so yeah, as the Sylvaneth player I had Sylvaneth, um, I took Harvest Boon for this one, um, so my general was Spirit of Durthu with Warsinger, which is plus one charge in a in a ten inch bubble, and the doppelganger cloak, so he can't be attacked until he attacks, which is pretty great on a Durthu, uh, and then three branch rates: one with the Acorn of the Ages, one with Rannu's Lamentiri, and then 30 dryads 30 dryads 10 dryads and then six kernel hunters with swords and then i had cogs and the burning head because somebody had pendulum
1: <laughs> mm. i guess by process of deduction you can figure out who that was because it hasn't been said yet yeah um yeah so my list as we sort of uh talked about before was a bit of a i guess bitzer um, it uh, had Laro, it had a Lore Master, it had an Anointed of Assyrian on a Frostheart Phoenix um, then we had uh, so the Frostheart Phoenix had Master of Defense for that extra 6 up after save and Jade Diadem which um, heals a wound on a, an armor save over 6 or more um more on that later uh three by tens of glade guard as my battle line i then had 30 phoenix guard five sisters of the thorn and the pendulum for 2000 on the nose um, yeah so uh lots of uh, spells flying around to buff the phoenix and that kind of thing and tiny bits of shooting from the glade guard but
0: and Lawmaster for Allerial
1: and, and
0: Sisters of the Thorn for that phoenix. So he's bouncing back mortal wounds and healing and re-rolling his armor save which is like a one-up.
1: <laughs> yeah, if if it all goes well. Yeah. If it all goes well. And then the phoenix guard if you decide that you don't want anything to go into them, you can put the sisters on them and they, they're they awful as well. So. um, Cool. Uh, we'll go into round one. So Gabe and Gammy did a live stream and did the first round draw, and we got drawn up against the Sack Pack. Yes, we were. So uh, on that team was Luke McFadden, um, who's a fairly well-known Queensland player, Um, does really well. Just nice bloke. Nice, oh, yeah, definitely nice bloke. Uh, knows his army inside and out. Uh, so he was their captain. Um, Jeremy um, had dropped. He was meant to be in the team, and he was replaced by Keegan. Keegan Watson. Yeah, who had free guild. Yeah. Um, then there was Hayden Waldock, who's more of a 40K guy. Um, he had Stormcast. Um, fairly. Space Marine fairly standard sort of new storm casts with Evocators and Ballistas, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then Zenith, who had well basically just say two Magma Dragons and then some other stuff. <laughs>
5: two Magma Dragons and a Stonehorn.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then some grots to fill in battle line. Um, yeah. Cool. So we got them. Uh the we rock up we start doing the matchup process. Sorry, um I don't think we've mentioned that I was captain.
4: Have we mentioned
3: Yeah.
1: It yet? yeah, yeah. I okay. I can't remember. We um, haven't mentioned it, but yeah, captain. Yes, okay. So when I said have we mentioned it, and you all went yes. Thank you. Um Thanks guys. Yeah, thank thank you for being helpful. Uh yeah, so we haven't mentioned yet that I was captain. So I was the one in charge of doing the matchups. Um, and we had I had my little sheet there with all the different colors on it. Pull up theirs picked. Um, we picked Liam as our champion because he had the most greens, and I think he had one orange. Um,
3: yeah.
1: In the in the list, um, which I think was the the death. Out... Yeah, it would moved. have been. The... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we won the roll off, um, and then I think we put. Chris, they. Uh, um, They put put down... They put up Keegan?
0: Yeah, they put down the Free People's gun line. Yep. Um, So I was like, gimme, gimme, gimme.
1: Yeah. So we just put Chris's trees in front of that army. Um, Didn't really uh, have to worry about the rest of your army, Chris. You just put the forests down and that was it. Um, Yeah,
0: literally turn one, I covered the entire width
1: of the board in forests
0: and was like, yeah, cool, this is done.
1: um, Then... We put up myself, uh, because I had the next amount of decent matchups, I think. And then, so they gave me, uh, they picked Hayden to play me with all the Stormcast, uh, which left uh, Hayden playing Zenith. And so, yes, Luke had uh, picked himself as the champion, so he was playing against Liam. Where So... um, it kind of went to plan, and it kind of didn't. Um, I think that yeah. was we all got matchups that were okay for us, except for Liam who got an orange, and um, me. I, was yours an orange? Yeah, yeah, mine, mine was an orange. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so it went about halfway to plan. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, Chris, you've sort of already talked about what happened in your game. Oh, um, uh, so we should probably mention the scenario was better part of Valor. yes Yes. that was yeah that was interesting as the first scenario
4: yeah
0: yeah such a bad scenario. yeah i mean my army was a teleport charge super aggro list but one that can also obviously just hide behind trees so i put a big wood i put my free wood in the middle of the board it's a massive one i put my acorn down covering the right side i put my branch wraith in the middle next to arcane so it was guaranteed the cast on the other wood, which I put in front of the other objective, so I had seven bases down turn one, covering all three of my objectives. Mm-hmm. He castled up all his guns on his middle objective and just put a griffin and three demigriff knights on each of his side ones, so turn one I sent Durthu uh, and 30 dryads teleporting through into that. Didn't kill, uh, Didn't kill stuff, but Wounded the griffin, took off some of the knights, but mainly just had 30 bodies around the objective. So I burned that turn one. Turn two, I did the same thing. I teleported them to the other side and then did the same thing. Killed that, burned that objective, held on to all three of mine. And then on turn three, I just burned all three of mine and he couldn't win the game because I had 14 points. And he had one that he could score for eight potentially on the last turn. So that was a pretty easy, good matchup for me. He rolled the poor guy. Yeah, yeah but he, he took poor it like team. an absolute. He took it like an absolute champ. He was a really nice guy to play as well. Um, so yeah, and uh, I had to I had to play like I had to because you gave me two, oh, that's the one thing we haven't talked about. There was um, four secondaries to try and achieve each round, um, mm-hmm. and you could you could spread them out amongst the team however you wanted. So apart from oh, so much, no player could be given more than two. Um, So you gave me two in that round because we felt mine was probably the easiest matchup. Um, So you gave me kill, uh, I think, kill a monster with a hero and have a battle line unit survive. So I just kept one of my unit, my my unit of 10 dryads, just on my objective in the middle at the back. So that wasn't ever going to get killed. And then I was like, well, I've got Dirthu, He's got two griffins. I'm just going to send Dirthu in and try and kill one actually didn't with Dirthu got fluffed and then because I took him in the side so his guns had something to shoot he shot him off in a couple of turns so then I was like oh I have to try and kill a griffin with a branch wraith um so then (laughs) literally I he sent one griffin at one of my objectives and I kind of just held it there and was slowly getting the odd wound through here and there with um dryads and chipping it down chipping it down I had kernoths there but I didn't want to send them in because they'd have killed it and so then I literally over the course of turns 3, 4, and 5, sent all three of my branch rates at it and was just attacking and arcane vaulting and yeah. stuff with branch rates. And then on my last roll, I got the last wound through and killed it, so got for the secondary. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I managed a good major win plus two 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 secondaries for the team, so
1: had a good start. Yep. Cool. So, I was on table two, so I guess we we'll do me next. Um, so I was against Hayden and his Stormcast. Um, uh, this game, my, bro- I don't know, my head wasn't really in it because I just, you would think I'd never played before, to be honest. Because we didn't roll for terrain because I didn't think of it. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just, it was bizarre. Um, we didn't roll for terrain, for, didn't think of it. I'd forgotten that new Stormcast have to go one down, one up. Um, They have to go
3: one down, one up. Yeah. Same 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 as as Nighthorn.
1: Same as Nighthorn. They can only deploy one in the sky for for one that's on the battlefield. So they have to put one on the field first before they can put one up in the sky.
3: Yeah. Well, then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I had forgotten this um, because I think the only time I'd played Stormcast in I, like with their new book was when I played Adam and RCGT and it was um total commitment so it didn't come up then yeah and I'd sort of forgotten so that didn't happen we didn't roll for terrain um I derped on my artifact but I was being very polite and not getting out my phone and trying to crawl through this PDF so I'm like I'll just check it again but I'm pretty sure it does this in the back of my head um but I'd mixed it up with like Phoenix Stone or something like that um which would fuck me over later. Um, and yeah, so it was a bit like that. I've got to admit, um, I was quite disappointed that a bunch of Hayden's models weren't painted. Like his, um, Xeros was bare plastic. His, um, Ballista crews were just white primer. The rest of his army was barely more than white primer to start with.
2: Um, it's Stormcarts, it's not that hard to fucking paint them.
1: Agreed. And I kind of I, I kind of had a chat to Gabe and I went, mate, are there some sort of you know what would what did Pac say about three cut like, you know, model painting and stuff like Because I couldn't remember. Um but there was he hadn't built in a provision to um remove models. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those Just, weird
0: ones where we'd all assumed like traveling up that all the armies had to be painted because the pack said everything must be three color minimum but it just didn't have the line of unpainted models who will be removed from the table so I think Gabe just ruled like he won't take them off the table
1: but they'll get zero for painting yeah so yeah a bit frustrating considering that I'd done a lot of late nights to try and at least get yeah to a level that I felt comfortable putting it on the table that was yeah. better than that was better than three colors because I wouldn't have felt good bringing just three colours yeah, so yeah that was a bit disappointing Um, overall this game was a major loss for me uh, because I fucked up the artefact which just meant that the phoenix just went down when it shouldn't have um, I just remember like after
0: like 40 minutes of playing I just saw you like from the corner of my eye just taking the phoenix off the table and I was like how's the phoenix dead you're like oh because this happened and I was like, but like, it heals a wound on every armor save of six plus, and it should have like a one up save. And Cliff was like, oh, yeah. And I
1: was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, my brain just wasn't in at this game. Um, but that's okay. Because, well, I'd never also never used the army before that yeah. day. Yeah. I'd borrowed stuff off you, I'd borrowed stuff off Michael, Um. I borrowed stuff off Evan. Yeah, I yeah, borrowed yeah. stuff off everyone to fit so, yeah. the army. So yeah. I'd never had a practice game with it. So, yeah. Because it was actually my Phoenix, wasn't it? Because I got it painted for the event, which was a good prompt for me to get it done. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, that game went badly for me. Um, Hayden, how did you go?
5: Uh, so playing Zenith was... Coming into the game, I was really worried about those bloody magma dragons because I'd never seen them before. Had no idea what they did until you guys told me. Oh yeah, they're better jabber slices. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was a good game because um, of the way that my list works. I pretty much brought everything on from like one side of the board, um, or one half my army on each side of the board with a soul scryer and took both his side objectives – sorry, the side objective and the middle objective, turn one, um, and burnt both of those and then burnt all of mine. So he literally just had two objectives, which I took over turn two. So – because all he had on his objectives were grobs and then he had the monsters. So, like, being able to charge with plus six inches to my charge was – Really good to get that middle objective quite easily with eels. Um, and then the Eidolon failed its charge because I rolled double ones, um, when it needed three inches, which is fantastic. And um, you used all your command points for, for, the, running, for, the, royal, for, for the, the royal council, council yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, um, and then over the like next couple of turns, the thralls. Ended up taking off a magma dragon. Um, then the Eidolon took off the other magma dragon and then healed itself back up using retreat and charge. Um, at the end of the game, it was because we both have such killy lists in combat. At the end of the game, literally all that was left on the table was my Eidolon.
4: <laughs>
0: Everything else was dead. <laughs> so, well, Destruction will be fairly happy with that. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
5: So, and ended in a major victory because I scored like something like I think
3: it was 10 points to his zero. So, solid. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sick. Um, My last, yeah, my last, since I'm lucky last, I was wrestling the champion Luke and the captain Luke, absolute champion. So, if he's listening to this, um, he was definitely up there as my favorite game over the weekend. so he had Grandhost Nick Ash with Arcan and Necromancers, Vampire Lords, 30 Grimgast Reapers, which we saw a lot of over the weekend. Um, and yeah, so pretty much to sum up this game, um, he was being, so the way I usually play, I always have harpies up in the sky as a huge threat, um, which worked really well because he kept measuring nine away on stuff to make sure I couldn't drop down on the objective. Um He debuffed me to make my witch elves movement two inches, so they were slower than dwarves. so <laughs> get... yeah, it it's it's pretty fucked. Like how slow they were. I was like, even on the run, I was like moving like four inches at best. I was like, oh, this is annoying. Um, because it went off twice, so you have it again.
3: Nice. Oh, 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 oh.
2: So, um, he was like, yeah, cool, and I was like, oh, this is disgusting. The I honestly, I was like, this is a threat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh um anyways so pretty much i grabbed so i had all my addict, like pretty much we both hold, we both hold our decks, and no one burnt anything turn one um and i moved up one unit of witch elves to his left to my left and then i remember this so well i took out like 24 grim reapers and i was like cool battle shock and then i realized that he had one command point and I was like, oh, okay, great. Um, and he inspired Presence them. And then we rolled for priority. And by the way, he's like near my front, like near my middle objective. And I was like, oh, so he might grab this turn two. So he won the priority. And that like six left turned back to thirty quite quickly. <laughs> with like the gravesites, the heroes, and the shebang. I was like, this is annoying. Um I put a lot of work into it. Anyways. And then by the end of turn two, like his turn two, he grabbed my central ejector because I only had like four models left, like there. He took out quite a lot of my witch elves, um, four models there. So he went and burnt that one and he burnt his left flank on my right. So he burnt two of his ejectors, so he scored three points. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then when it came to my turn, I quickly measured, and he also threatened my left flank with some doggos. So he was like, oh, okay, cool. So what I did was, in my turn two, I retreated my witch elves so I took out the Grimgast on my left, onto going on his right objective, and I held that, and he completely forgot that like you can retreat and grab an objective. So I did that, and then he still had his central objective, and I measured where the Grimgast Reapers were, his vampire lord I was just holding the objective. He only had one model holding the objective. And then also where his dog was on his left side, and there was a perfect slot to fit 40 mil bases, so my unit of harpies fell down. So I just like literally came at his front line, and then I dropped another things of harpies in front of the doggos, and then pretty much made the charge into his vampire lord, or no necromancer, and took it out. And then I just went cool. So I grabbed those two. I've got my ones. I'll burn them all, and I won the game. Just because he left like a little slot in for my um harpies. And that's how I won the major win. Like, it honestly was not looking good. But then when he left that little slot, I was like, cool, I'll take full advantage of this. And yeah, so that's how I won the major win. Nice. I, did not, I did not get my secondary because it was kill his most expensive unit, which was four, unit, uh, you know, four archive and they wiped out everything. I was like, cool. Oh. Well, he had this thing. It was like, I was going to be deep off to minus one to hit. He had an artifact that was like minus one to wound in a six inch bubble
0: so so kept, lantern.
2: Yeah, and he just kept it close to the Molgas, and I was like, oh shit. Like I am not gonna kill him because he would debuff me and stuff. So I just was like nah, a aboard mission. And um yeah, so I got a major win, didn't get my secondary, but he fucking killed me. Like there was a lot of models dead on my side. And not a lot yeah. dead on his. So um yeah. So honestly, it was a great game. Um I really enjoyed it. He did make me work for it. Um so yeah, so Luke, if you're listening to this, thanks to the, probably like my Best game over the weekend. It was good. Yeah. Nice. Cool.
1: Cool. And so, second round. Uh, the scenario is. So, focus- yeah. So
0: we got three. We got three major wins and a major loss, which meant that we capped the round. Because the that's the only other thing we haven't talked about actually is the scoring system. Was each round was capped to a maximum of sixty points and a minimum of twenty um yeah. so each game so a major victory was worth 20 and uh, basically it was a 20 nil system so major wins worth 20 major losses worth zero and then basically 15 5 10 10 um so if you've got even if you've got four major wins you would be capped for that round at 60 which is the equivalent of three major wins so as long as you always got three you would cap the round um so yeah we even though clint got a loss. We managed to get three major wins, so we capped the round. So we we're pretty happy.
1: Actually, yeah. Chris, that's that's incorrect. Major and wins worth fifteen. Ah, uh, there you go then. Major wins worth fifteen, and secondary objectives will worth two each. Uh, ah,
0: there you go. How does that work? Because there was only yep. eight points in
3: secondary objectives. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. So you could get max sixty-eight. Right. I think it was more a minimum cap than a maximum cap, to be perfectly honest.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: I think yeah. I think it was originally a twenty, I can't remember. His first pack, but yeah. I remember seeing that it was a fifteen at some point. Yep. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Cool. Right. so yes, we, we three majors uh three major wins and one Major loss, so that was my contribution as captain. And <laughs> from there, okay, so yeah, second round was focal points, and we got drawn against the failed charge. So who are those
4: US,
1: guys? Are they podcast? They are apparently a podcast. So they are the second uh, podcast out of Toowoomba, um, podcast Ooh. AOS podcast capital of Australia.
3: Was Hayden's idol on their team? No. 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 Ah, ah! Uh, I no. see what you mean. I see what you did there. There we go. There we go. Someone got the joke. It failed. You it know, it
0: failed. It
1: failed. The charge. The charge. There we go. Right. Okay. Good. Uh, Good. I'm glad I, we all uh, remembered ten minutes ago.
2: I just woke up, so I couldn't get the joke. So
1: there wasn't much to get. Um. um so it, it turns out I can't go to Brisbane um to play a tournament and not play people from Toowoomba. Um, <laughs> it just it just seems to happen. It's happened at both Brisbane events, um, and now it's happened at Runex. So that was
0: fine because me and Liam came up from Sydney and we got to pe- play people from Brisbane and Toowoomba. So yeah, we were winning.
1: You know, that was good. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so we were playing the failed charge. On that team was Dennis, uh, with his Zinch. Um, he was the captain. There was Michael who had um just an uh, a mixed order army with, you know, um, Marathi and a heart and a <laughs> and Arkanauts and fucking everything. Oh. Yeah. Um so yeah, there was yeah, so Dennis and had uh, Mark, Mark. That is Nurgle. So Mark's list was the Glotkin and then the three Maggoth Lords and a bunch of Blight Kings. <laughs> so, cool thing. Yeah, so he just wanted to take all of them. Um, and then there's Gary. So Gary has been playing AOS for a little while, um, within the last uh, six months, I think, maybe a little bit more. Um, he was running Legion of Night with Manfred because uh, he's a champ.
2: No, it's a shit-fucking-mortar.
1: Sorry, Liam can't join us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Liam
2: has it's been awesome. disconnected from this call.
1: Um, so, yeah, he had moved for it
2: and dude and zombie dragon, etc. Et Before um, we keep moving forward, did anyone else notice that Hayden and Chris went silent on agreement with me? And... <laughs> no, I was just waiting for the comeback.
1: My mother always taught me if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything. Uh, I can do this podcast by myself. It's fine.
3: Yeah, but I
5: didn't, didn't
1: say anything. Don't no drag <laughs> me into this
3: bullshit.
1: You know better. Um, <laughs> this is why I'm the
5: and friends.
1: Yeah, You're, yeah, as opposed to frenemies.
3: Thanks, um, yeah. Basically so,
1: you and I are sharing a room at Masters Hayden. You have to be quiet or you're going to end up sleeping outside. No, I can say in but I've got cats. Cool. Um, so, at the start of this round, uh, Chris and Dennis had decided that they would like to play each other.
0: Well, yeah, Dennis um, just came up to me and was like, oh, Chris, I really want to play you. And I was like, yeah, I'll happily play Zinch because my list loves Zinch. And I was like, Sure. So I just said, okay, Dennis, make yourself the champion. And then we just basically went, I'll be the champion. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you both made yourselves champions, essentially. Um, I can't remember. I think we won the roll-off. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: we did. Yeah. So we
1: paired. They would have put a list down and we paired into it. I can't remember what. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they, they put get, Michael down.
2: They put Michael down, and then you guys said, "Cool, let's have a Marathi off." And then you set me on it, and I was like, "Fuck!" So- yeah.
1: So enjoy that. Um, I um got paired up against Mark, which was cool because I hadn't played Mark in forever. Um, and that And was- your list loves Nurgle. It does, yes. but I was just excited to play Mark. Um, and that meant Hayden got Gary.
5: Which uh, was a game that
1: I
0: really wanted to play anyway. So yeah, we were all pretty happy with our matchups. This was
1: the one that went our way. Liam was like, no, I don't really want to do it. But we had confidence.
2: Yeah. 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 Can we just say my game ended... Oh, I'm going to go first because that was round one. Yes. Um, Okay, cool. So I was Michael. I've never played Michael before. Absolute champ. Um, So we had Matthew. He was (laughs) an absolute champ. He literally saw my list and went, fuck. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. Um, Anyways, so he had Marathi, Luminarch, Archmage, Lawmaster, and Frostheart, Phoenix, uh, two units of ten Arconaut, a shit ton of um, free guild guard, um, two units of heart renderers, and I think that was it. Um, Ten
0: Tenable
2: Shard. Oh, Tenable Shard.
0: Tenable Shard with the Sword of Judgment.
2: Oh, Yeah. yeah. So he had that. Um, he explained to me what it did, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And you guys gave me a heads up about this, and I was like, oh, okay, it can't be that bad. It is that bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, so we deployed. I said, you go first. And then he started casting spells. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he was just like, oh, what? And I was like, yeah, you forgot to, like, transform Marathi. And he's like, fuck. Um, because now he's left Marathi in small form. Um, so... Yeah, so pretty much that was like he he kind of messed up there. And then um, he didn't really do much. He just moved close to the ejectors and scored one, two, three points. Um, and then I, it was my turn, and I just moved forward because that's all Dawes of Kane are good for. And um, I wiped out all his free guild. I wiped out his Arkenau company, both of them pretty much. And I did some damage to Marathi, I'm pretty sure in the distance, or some. Oh, no, I did damage to the Phoenix. One of the others. But what he did do in his turn one, though, which I should mention, is he teleported the Temple Shard onto my cauldron, and he did 14 mortal wounds to the, <laughs> Shit! Yeah, he did 14 mortal wounds to it. And the cauldron's 13 oh, wounds. But luck, and I was like this, I was like, oh, shit. And then what I did was. So I rolled my five-up ward save, and then I had four left for the rest of the game, <laughs> and so I passed ten of them. And then he was pretty pissed off, but he was quite impressed that he did that much damage. And in the end, um, the Temple Shard died, um, as you would expect. And then... Um, did he get his to so hang away after he? Yeah. You so passed, you passed
0: ten out of fourteen five-up ward saves? Yeah. Yeah, and this That's is why where? people... Came. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, is that a problem?
0: And they weren't even re-rolling. Yeah. No. Okay.
2: Clan filth dice Winning. Yep. yep. There we go. <laughs> They're bad at masters, right, Clint? No. It should be. No,
1: only dice that you can't read a bandit master's like fucking deepkin dice. And
2: Winning. Stuff like
1: that. God damn it. <laughs>
2: Right, if, you guys, if you guys want some clan filth dice, i got plenty. So yeah, but then turn two, I won priority, and I pretty much just was killing him slowly. Um, did damage to Marathi. Um, so yeah, so she had to transform. And we didn't really have a Marathi off, but throughout the game, so I was like maxing out on points by turn two onwards, because I killed pretty much everything. Um, but what happened was he kept throwing shit at my cauldron, trying to finish it off, and the cauldron just kept killing whatever got thrown at him like he threw the phoenix in and then the cauldron avatar just went like nah and killed it and then um yeah so he got really fed up with it he like he literally threw everything at it he threw harpies and everything and the cauldron just did not want to do it the only way the cauldron could do it was it the Harpies, one of the harpies went into combat and then he made a six up save i had one wound left because he did some damage and then he had one wound left and then I hit it and then he made a six up save. So I had a mortal wound back to me and I fell the mortal wound so it killed itself. I felt yeah. the died. um so pretty much I killed myself with the cauldron. Um but by the end of it, like he had no models and I maxed out on points um by turn three pretty much and he was like cool. So yeah, um Hagnar's broken and that's my game. Yeah, Thank nice. you, Michael, for playing. You do not you did not waste my time.
3: <laughs> there it is. Oh, oh, oh. oh
5: dear. I mean um, when you, when you say you threw everything at it, do you actually throw everything he had
1: at it? Well he didn't throw it. Oh, get... Let's not get there That's yet. Next That's next game. next <laughs> game. Yeah. Uh, dear. Cool. Okay, so I was the next table playing Mark with his noble character circus I guess you could say um, I love focal points it's pretty much my favorite scenario uh, so he put pretty much all of the characters in the clockkin on one end um, on one flank and I spread out mine a little bit further um, oh, gosh I'm trying to remember the specifics of this game. Basically, uh, Mark and I chatted probably a little bit too much because, one, we hadn't played in ages, but we hadn't really even seen each other in ages. Um, So we probably spent a bit too much time chatting. Um, I ended up getting the major win, but I think had we not bullshitted on and had time to play another round, Mark would probably definitely have won. So Um,
2: So you slow played. I
1: did hear that. I heard a lot that
0: Kate was a slow player. Over the
3: weekend.
5: Oh, wow. It's <laughs> wow. a bit of a pupil in the kettle in black, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it comes out. Yes. Chris, you are also a slow player at times. I am not. I don't know you where these rooms have come from. I was Think? playing quickly. Can I just say a quick, quick sidetrack story? Me and Dan Brewer from Clan Filth, we've once played three games, right? Three games. And in the space of we play three games, Chris just finished deploying his first game. That's not true. Oh, no, wait.
0: That's definitely a gross way. exaggeration. Was that that one time when me and Zach played?
2: Yeah, the two slow players played together.
1: Right. In a
0: casual environment as well
1: against, yes, Zach. Okay. So. Anyway. Um, the fact that you were the last person playing in this particular round, Chris, <laughs> I don't know, where this slow play bullshit <laughs> um. Yeah, so it was awesome playing against Mark. Um, hadn't played in ages, and it'll probably be despite living in the same town. Um, we just didn't, we just don't play, and Mark hasn't been playing a lot of AOS lately. So, um, yeah, and apparently after this that particular weekend, he probably won't for a while again. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. So I I, I got that game, but yeah, had had it been like two hour forty. 45- were they two hour 45 rounds or two and a
3: half? Uh, two and a half,
1: I think. Yeah, so if they were two hour 45 minute rounds, we would have had enough time to play another round and um,
0: and then Mark would have won. So. That surprises me, though, because like, so many points are invested in four monsters and when it's you need to be in five places on the board and it's most models, I would have thought he'd have... Yeah, I just thought you all have just done it.
1: Um. The the fact was that I had um I had stuff that fell over fairly quickly in the form of the Glade Guard. Um and he was running shit everywhere because Nurgle is quite quick. Um so once stuff some stuff was tied up, it um like he committed a lot to killing my Phoenix guard. Um and once that's done, that's my one big unit go on. Etc., etc., so yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, um, Hayden, how did you go, man?
5: Uh, well, I played Mr. Gary, which was probably the one game that I really wanted to play because I really enjoy playing Gary, he's an awesome bloke. Um, and he oh, never played Deakin before, um, and so w- he had like a you know, 40 skellies, a whole bunch of dogs, and then he put his characters behind it but he didn't measure to the back of the board and left a big space at the back of the board. So when I took turn one, I may have put, like, the idol on and the Thralls in behind him and then the Eels with the Royal Council in front and then just hit him on both flanks or from front and behind. Um, so he, he gave him a tuna fish sandwich.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Except, yeah. So he got a... Thralls in the back, which killed his Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon and Manfred in one combat. Um, and the eels went into the front. Because of, because of the way that he deployed the skeletons, both Soul Scrives just went, cool, all right, let's both point to those skeletons and we can charge literally everything on the board. Um, so it was over by the top of turn two.
1: Nice. Wow, that's fairly decisive. Okay, well, it's up to you, champion. Tell us how you went.
0: So I think Denlis kind of knew, basically, from before we even played how this game was pretty much going to go, and it did, but, yeah, it was just a fun game. I obviously put trees down where I could and hid my Dryads in them and behind them and basically went first, and he deployed his... So he had Zech, so he deployed his 20 Zangor kind of on his line, because um, it's the diagonal deployment, kind of on the on the line for one of the side objectives. Um, and where the terrain was, I couldn't fit a wood there. So I was kind of like, oh, I can't really get that one. Um, so I just ignored it. Um, and then he kind of had his, he had two units of six Enlightened on disc and six Skyfires on disc and a Gaunt Summoner and a Chaos Sorcerer Lord and the Blue Scribes. But he deployed them quite far back so they weren't in range of any of my stuff and then also like it didn't fly so he didn't have any line of sight once i was in my trees so couldn't really use any of his magic against me um so i kind of just played it a bit cagey i took i held my one i took the middle one and i took the side one because the middle one's worth two i was like as long as i always hold this And then I hold my back one and one side one. He can also hold his back one and one side one. And I'm always going to win because I'll get four every turn and he'll get two. So basically, that's kind of how the game went for turn one anyway. And then turn two, I went for a cheeky teleport because I set up an extra wood um, because he just had his two tens of acolytes kind of in two lines, kind of guarding his back objective. So I, on my first turn, put one of my branch rates into the middle wood and then on my second turn set up a wood to the side of his back objective teleported the six Kurnoth Hunters with Swords and Durthu through and made the shooting and the charges with both which with the Kurnoths was able to get four I think four of the Kurnoths within six of his objective and the Kurnoths and Durthu between them killed the 20 Acolytes in a turn so I took his objective on that turn so it was 4-2, then it was 6-2. Then he came over with his Skyfires and Enlightened to clear that out. But basically, they were there for the rest of the game fighting the Colonel Hunters. So it went, he did outnumber me, so it went back to 4-2. Um, but then I, tele- I charged him with some Dryads and wrapped it round and then outnumbered the Skyfires and the Enlightened, so then took it to 6. Um, and his 20s angle literally did not move for the entire game. They just sat there because he was like, if I move them to come for you, you'll just set up a wood because I'd already set up a wood to the side just in case he ever left it so I could just teleport some dryads and string out and grab it. So I kind of went, yeah, that's fine. Took those 20s Angor out of the game by just letting them score that one point each turn. And um, yeah, that was it really. So um, it was, again, pretty convincing for me. But yeah, really fun game. Glad I got to play Dennis. And yeah, we had a laugh. So yeah, it was good.
3: Nice.
1: Cool, cool. Um, yeah, okay, so we got the four majors.
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which was awesome. Um, I don't specifically remember objectives, secondaries in this. I think we um, had one each to do. Yeah, we had one
3: each, sure and we got
1: each yeah. them. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that um was jotted down on the sheet and I don't remember specifically. Unfortunately. So, then third round, we got drawn against a shitty team,
2: full fucking, of shitty people. The fucking pricks, eh? That no one likes. Yeah, especially yeah. that Chris Talk guy.
0: Yeah, so we had to play the Pantheon we, we knew, <laughs> we, we, knew all... we knew it was coming
2: I love how you guys all went silent when I made that comment
0: <laughs> we uh we knew it was coming because they were yeah. they were maxing out every round I think getting the majors I think the second round where we played they got drawn against They did they get the Mafia or Dicey Digits Dicey Digits uh, no yeah. they got Luke's they got Luke's team right yeah the herd. Um... yeah um so and they got all four majors and that should have been around where well, it was a round where I felt like it could have been kind of even, like maybe two wins to each, but they got all four majors, so they were they were definitely thirteen to beat. Um, so they were sitting on they were sitting on all eight majors going into the third round, so we were sitting on seven, so we knew we were uh, gonna play them. Pretty close, yeah.
1: I think it was a fairly foregone conclusion. There if we kept doing well we would play them at some
4: point on the weekend yeah so
1: yeah so we got them now um i lost the roll off unfortunately this was after i listened to chris chris shut like, up don't don't make ash the champion
3: yeah
4: I'm like,
0: cool it's only because i've heard that ash had been the ch- luke i think told me that ash had been the champion
1: in the previous two rounds so i was like okay uh, um uh, yeah, I so do, you're like I, Ash will be the champion. So we pair we put Hayden in as yeah. the champion. Yeah.
3: And um that was, was
1: you so were what,
0: wrong. What they thought was afterwards Dan said he was sure that he thought they were gonna put me or Liam as the champion. So which was probably Sydney bias. But um so they were like, Oh well we'll just feed them Dan because Dan didn't think he could beat any of us. So right. they were like, Dan will just be the one that they'll throw under the bus against the champion, which they were thinking would be our strongest player. So
1: like that was their logic anyway. But yeah. Well, they were also wrong. If yeah. We didn't give them our strongest player. We gave them Hayden. Oh. <laughs> I
0: think actually Hayden did,
1: probably Hay, was our strongest did I... player. Did yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. Do we want to across the the rest of the results for the weekend, guys? Did I yeah. did
1: I say you were our weakest player? No. <laughs> um, yeah. So I unfortunately lost the roll-off. Um, but I think I had the m- most good matchup, so I threw myself out uh, the list, and they Chris Tot, who was their captain, paired himself up against me.
2: I feel so sorry for you. We were happy
1: because um, that was the matchup we wanted. So that was kind of the matchup we wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was the matchup they wanted because they thought, yeah, we'll just, yeah. we'll just club this baby seal and we'll be on our way to four Um, yeah. Uh, then oh, I think the what did we do
3: by the way? The yeah, yes,
1: duality. it was yeah. duality. Yeah. Um, I made sure to say it before the round last time. I just, yeah. Um, then we put up uh, Liam. Uh, no, they. Uh, they, so put they put up ash they put up ash and we went fuck <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah fuck you chris um no, that was actually all i response stage. i'm pretty sure they put down ash like ash put down himself being like yeah i'll put down myself and we all just looked at each other and just went well this is not going to plan <laughs> yeah pretty much that's pretty much what happened um
1: so we paired liam into that um which meant that unfortunately um yeah, Chris, I you got, got Matt, which Matt. Is hard red. Oh, is that yeah, no? but I. But I think I think we we did that. Be- yeah.
0: Mm. In hindsight, I think I think this game was actually winnable for me,
1: um, but it, in the pairings, it was definitely the one I did not want anyway. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that this is one of the pairings that went the worst for us. Yeah. Um, Based on based on that assumption of um the assumption of the champion and then we kind of paired tried to pair around that and then it all went horribly wrong from there. Um so
3: yeah Which I, obviously
1: meant Dan got um
3: Hayden. Got Hayden. Hayden.
1: Hayden. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Because yeah. we seem to play each other at most events.
0: But that yes. was a good match. That was a good match for Hayden, anyway. Dan was our one that I think most of us had strong matchups against. So they were correct in thinking that he was going to struggle the most. Yeah. Because um, I, Dan was the one I wanted ideally because he had twelve sales
1: yeah. and I have trees. <laughs> that was the matchups. It went. It got away from us that particular one, uh, unfortunately. Um, well, Did we had... like, oh, get away from us? No, we won it, didn't we? I'm pretty sure we won that round. Yeah, we won, yeah, that, we round. won that round. We won that round. We, won yeah. that. we did. The matchups got away from us, but we made the best of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, we, we did. We got
1: lemonade from those lemons.
0: And I think uh, they they were happy with their matchups.
1: Um, we oh, them. they were very much so. And,
2: and we made, made them work for us.
1: Ramp, so
2: yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So I played Chris, and um. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that he thought the game was going to be easier than it was for him. Um, I was starting to get into my stride with the list. I'd had, this was sort of my third game with it on the trot. I kind of knew, was getting towards knowing what stuff could and couldn't go into. Um, And so I think he expected me to put one of my big heroes on each of the two objectives, but I didn't. I just kept them all on my left-hand side and just went after one um and just kind of had a row of um a row of phoenix guard and then a decent gap um to stop sort of you know big reach um and then the phoenix um on the thing and um some of the glade guard and and the on the other side of it and um and the colonel hunters there as well um i had uh, some Glade Guard and I think the Sisters over on the other edge. Um, just to, um, I ran them up to try and screen off the objective and keep his character off it for a turn. Um, he deployed super defensively. I put him off because I can't, because he got the turn when he wasn't expecting
2: it. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: he's been playing super defensively with that list quite recently.
1: Yeah. Um, He's been playing super defensively, and I think I gave him first turn, and he was not expecting it at all. Um, all right. right. Yeah, because he deployed so far back, I knew he couldn't get to anything.
2: I remember vaguely, he deployed really defensively, you gave him first turn, and he was quite shocked, because he was like, oh, shit, and he didn't move that forward, far forward? No, right? he did not, no. He didn't,
3: yeah.
0: he barely moved at all. I guess yeah, he was thinking cause... that you'd just come in with the Larial and smash him, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, he was not gonna fight all those. Rookie things. era,
2: Chris. Well what yeah. he's been doing recently is like he's been going really defensively and hoping that it's like by turn two he can just do the Ryan Charge with the Nugletree and stuff. Um, but at the moment it hasn't really been working out for him. So yeah. 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 So
1: Um Yeah, uh threw him off with the, the turn choice and um And then when it was mine, just built that wall of phoenix guard and the phoenix. And um, I did do one. I had one positioning error um, where I hadn't quite screened off with phoenix guard enough, and he could slip through um, a forty mil base. Um, I hadn't spotted. I hadn't measured that distance between the glade guard and the um, terrain, which meant he got some blight kings round into Alariel, but they weren't really an issue. Um, I got a dude on an objective in the first turn, and he didn't uh in the first round, sorry, and so I continually was one round up on him um he had a chance in the last round to kill my phoenix, but couldn't um which meant that I just kept scoring and and um and I was around ahead the, the whole time um unfortunately i I was trying desperately to shoot off his other character that he had. Um, just his like Lord on my mount that he had on the other objective. I thought if I could just pluck it off, that oh. um, that he'd have to try and move some characters back over there. Um, but he'd missed the turn, like he'd have to start the count again. But I just couldn't kill it. I think it had one wound in the end, and um, yeah, just couldn't kill it with the shooting. Um, which is one thing that I found in this list. If I wasn't constrained by elves, I would definitely put other stuff in that could shoot better. But um yeah, I got the major major win, which was I think a little bit shocking for Chris and a little bit shocking for me. Um, and I think was was good. well, it was good for us this round yeah. um, for me to get that
3: particular. Yeah, game.
0: I
1: wasn't oh. shocked. Um, I I was happy when
0: he chose that matchup because I was confident that your list beats his in that scenario. So yeah, I was pretty it's, happy. It was funny. I asked Matt. I, I asked Matt at the start of our game. I was like, "Oh, how do you think?" Like that's gonna go behind and like to to your table, and he was like, "Oh yeah, Chris has got that. It's fine." He was like, "We wanted that. That's easy." And I was like, uh, "I wouldn't be so sure because we wanted that
1: matchup. I think they just underestimated the list." Thanks, or
5: they,
1: thanks, thanks for for counting my players. And you, did well. and you, did well. you did well,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> for not separating Laryel and. I only did it once. Um, like I said, I got I got into. Into the list and was running it relatively well by this stage. Anyway, enough about this. Liam, talk to us about your game with Ash. <laughs> well, um, why don't it's... you why don't you pen us a tale? <laughs> hashtag hashtag <laughs> pen game. <laughs> uh,
2: fucking hell, pen it's, hammer.
1: It's it's in jest, Ash. It's in jest. I don't need a mail bomb.
2: Please. Yeah. um, <laughs> So. Yeah, duality, we finished deploying and I was deploying to take turn one and just transform Marathi and move the cauldron and stuff forward. But then I measured because usually like people would just go and try to do damage to Marathi bit by bit. And then I kind of looked at it and I was like looking at how he's deployed and I was like, You moved all your stuff that could like do damage to Marathi is forty two inches away. And I looked at his destiny dice. He had a couple of sixes, and since of the new Zangor rules, he could automatically on a roll of a six do D three mortal wounds to her. So I was like, oh, you could easily just like move, like you could have moved shirt if he moved a bit like closer. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, you go first. And he spent his whole hero phase, and since he's playing Zeech, like eighty percent of his turn is the hero phase, um, um, taking down the cauldron bit by bit by bit, and it took him to the combat phase to kill it. Um so the cauldron died and I was like, oh well, like he's probably just gonna put a small hero like a Zangor at the front, which he did. He put a Zango at front. And then he screamed with blue horrors. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like all I have to do is kill that Zangor and just hold the objective on my side for most of the game. Which I did. So I moved Marathi, um, transformed her, and then just threw her in. And then, um, just pretty much he was fine. And he didn't do any damage to her till like turn three or something. Anyways, and then, as the game was played, I just kept throwing shit at his, like, Zango or whatever hero he put on, and just kept killing it so he could be behind on points, because I was raking up points, and he was raking up not as much, because every time he put a new hero on, he had to, he was only scoring one. Anyway, so that happened. Anyways, and then, by turn four or three, he calculated, and he realized that um he couldn't score a major win. Um, so, a pen came into game onto the battlefield. Um, and I was like, oh, dude, like, I was like, oh, dude, you still got a chance and stuff. And he was like, no, I don't. And I was like, you literally have to kill Marathi. And this is when I realized that, like, the pendulum is a really good endless spell. Um,
3: <laughs> Hashtag pendulum.
2: <laughs> I was going to let that stick in. That was good. I'll give you that. That was good. Anyways. How's
1: that uh, joke going for you, Chris? That, um, that joke that only you like? Oh a, no, I a There's a new conversion opportunity coming.
2: I actually really read it. That was really good. Um, yeah, so um had to explain to him, and he had to pretty much roll win priority and stuff. And since the pendulum, turn four, he tried to cast it. Oh, no, turn three, he tried to cast it. I said no. And then turn four, um, he successfully casted it. And then he won priority and he said, I'll give it to you. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, cool. And Marathi's on like three wounds at the moment. And he's like, cool, you have to move it. And I said, oh, I'm not going to move it then because you have to move forward straight to you. And he goes, yeah, so it still ends within one inch. So you take D6 mortal wounds, And he rolled a four or something and I failed him. So Marathi died um, in the middle of the turn. And then he was like, i oh, okay, cool, get turn five. I'm going to command. And like the thing was he had his, one of his heroes, was literally if he command point re-rolled a six, he would still miss it by one inch. And then he was like, oh, fuck this, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is bullshit. You shouldn't have won it. And I was like, oh, dude, like, not going to lie. All you have to do is command point roll six, the law of change, and you would get it. And he was like, as in, like, get a minor win. And he was like, no, 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 no. And then he measured it. He goes, oh, you're right. I'm like, I can't believe I'm telling you how to fucking win. So I was kind of getting annoyed at myself because I was like, I'm literally just giving you this. That was like kinda be a good sport about it because he was getting really upset about Marathi's mechanic. Which, you know, most people are, but like he knew he's played me so many times he should know it. Um he should have been doing more damage to it early on. But anyways, so he got the minor win. Like I got him down to a minor win. Um when really it should if I didn't tell him how to win, it would have been a major win for us. But yeah, you know, I'm just such a nice guy. Um and a pen got pen got thrown at Marathi, so I kinda of felt bad. So um yeah, it's great really really love that game
3: i didn't realize that had happened in terms of like i didn't actually know that
0: like you told him as well how to kind of pull it back to a minor like i didn't realize you actually could have won it
2: i literally i honestly was winning it like i was winning it and i kind of felt so bad because like i literally like i could see it like the thing was like i was looking at the battlefield i was like and i knew since i've played his army so many times i'm like i know how you could get to a minor win And so I told him, and he was like, oh, okay, and did it. And he's like, yeah, that's a minor win. I was like, there you go. Like, don't have a go at my army when I literally just told you how to win. It's not that hard to beat my army in that arm thing. So, yeah. I was going to say, to be fair, I don't think you should have felt
0: bad either that it took him an extra turn or something to kill Marathi when he got the most, like, kill points out of the entire event. His army is extremely powerful and can kill, well, clearly pretty much anything. So I don't really think he needed to feel bad
2: because it took him an extra turn. Yeah, I still find Zedge the most uninteractive army in the game. Like I was so bored playing his hero phase. If Ash is listening, still think you're a top bloke. It's just like Zench just still does my head in. Like I'm just over Zench still. It's not it's still not as bad as the rock though. Yeah, I, I don't
0: mind, I don't mind it because to be fair, it's kind of. It has a very short shooting phase. It has a pretty short yeah. combat phase, like yeah, I don't really care if it's focused in one phase, like yeah it's it's their overall turn shouldn't really be yeah. any longer, and it's not yeah. rolling hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dice, so I don't mind it yeah. personally,
2: yeah, I still don't like the nine dice new dice mechanic, <laughs> yeah, but
0: yeah, so you you got a minor loss because you tied on scenario points and he tabled you.
2: And I was being a nice bloke.
0: Good job, Liam. You you go. go. So Chris, you, go I okay. you go? Uh mm-hmm. yeah, so I was playing Matt with Corn, which is very optimized. Bloodthirst of Insensate Rage with Gaia Strike and a Wrath of Corn Bloodthirst with the Crimson Crown, thirty blood letters, twenty blood letters, and
3: a gore pilgrims and a blood soaker. So A very yeah, boring. One list. Cool. It's uh I just knew that if I put if I put
0: like, I put a Branch Wraith on one objective on the side, because obviously I went first, and then I put a Branch Wraith on the other side as well, running forward where I put Durthu, Um And actually, I think in hindsight, having now played the game, that was literally the mistake. If I, the Branch Wraith and Durthu were next to each other on my 12-inch line on the right-hand side, and I could have, I command point, ran the Branch Wraith onto the objective to claim it, and I should have just run Durthu onto it and claimed it because actually, apart from his Corn Bloodthirst, which has one shooting attack, he has no shooting in the list. And Durthu with Dr. Yeah. Gang of Cloak, obviously against Korn, he is going to get to attack first every time. The yeah. reason I didn't do that is because I was thinking I'm going to use Durthu to go and try and kill his heroes. Um, so I don't want him stuck holding an objective. And also I thought he could, because... He will die because normally I call my Derthu Derthu because he doesn't usually do a lot. He usually rolls lots of ones and twos on his attacks and misses all the time. So doesn't really do a whole lot. So I kind of I've learned not to rely on him. Um, So, yeah, but actually it turns out in this game, every single thing he sent at him, Derthu just killed. So had I just had him standing on the objective, he would have had to have sent the Bloodthirsters at me. Um, and I would have attacked first and killed said bloodthirsters um, and still been holding the objective because the only thing that didn't die in my army was Durthu and a branch wraith. So had had I put Durthu on that objective turn one, I actually would have scored max points for that objective and I scored on the other objective. So I was actually ahead for most of the game. Like turn three, I had seven points and Matt had three. But I knew because he'd got a Slaughter Priest onto the left-hand objective and it was going to sit there for turn three, turn four, turn five, that he was going to clock up the points and overtake me if we got through to turn five um, because I couldn't do anything about the Slaughter Priest. Um, and yeah, it was just the issue that even though I screened my branch race with Dryads, because of the Gaia Strike Incense at Rage, I couldn't teleport the Dryads to be nine away and have an 8-inch gap between my Branch Wraith on the objective and the front line of my Dryads. So inevitably, his Bloodthirster charged my Dryads and then rolled two 5-pluses on his attacks. So just did six Mortal Wounds to the Branch Wraith on the objective and killed her without actually being in combat with her, which is why this list was a red for me, because I just knew that would happen. Um, but I, unfortunately, turn one, I went in for a teleport with my six kernoths. And my unit of 30 Dryads and the kernots and the Dryads both rolled ones on my new Herald's dice. So kind of was like, fuck. So as soon as they tried to teleport and got stuck so I couldn't charge, they were just sitting ducks. I didn't attack his lines, so I didn't pin him in. And then they all got charged and murdered by bloodletters in his turn. So it didn't, my first turn was not great for me, but even in, yeah, even that. Being said, in hindsight now, I know I would have just put Durthu on one side and put nothing anywhere near him so that he couldn't have charged something else and got within eight and done mortal wounds explosions. I literally would have just had Durthu sitting there in the middle of a wood holding the objective all game. But alas, I didn't. So it came down to. I think it was only one point in it because I got two, two, three, one on the last turn. So I got. No, I think it was ten, eight. Yeah, it was ten eight in the end, which was a lot closer than I actually thought it was going to be. So I was pretty happy actually with how how close I managed to make the game. And yeah, in hindsight, thinking back, it was a winnable game for me, and I learned a lot from that game. So um, yeah, that was good. That's good. Um, there is there was some stuff that was like it was fine. Um, I will just say this is a general comment. This isn't directed like just at Matt. It's that quite a lot of people to be honest um i do think people need to get better at declaring their intent if they're gonna do anything that's potentially cagey
3: James, um, game. Yeah.
0: before you do anything because there's no harm in declaring intent because then you can pre-measure your opponent can't do anything about it anyway you're just checking both players can check and agree what you're going to do so that it can happen um because if Certain things of trying to block models from reaching other models, using charges on to put models in certain positions where I'm not quite sure looking at it from where they started. They could have actually been by even, it's just half an inch, but that half an inch makes all the difference. Um, trying to block off charges, but staying outside of in ranges and stuff like that, for example. Um, so yeah, I think just if you're playing in games like that, just declare intent all the time it just makes for a better game between both players and you can just be very clear like the same thing with charges like measure it before you charge and agree that you need a six to charge don't say oh yeah it's a six and then roll a five and go oh oh no yeah i think five's in like if you know it's a six before you roll it there's no you just it just makes for a better game and you just avoid situations of one person feeling a bit jibbed or Because as soon as you move a model you can never ever get back to a situation where both players can be like this is exactly where that model was before I moved. Um, And it's something that at Masters if and also bring tokens for your buffs. Like there are so many tokens and stuff out there now. Like even if you if you're someone that can remember your own buffs that's great and yes it will help you but tokens are there for your opponent more than for you Um, because if you've got a situation where multiple units could be buffed and they get different effects from it. You need to have those tokens, so you aren't just relying on remembering. Ah, oh, he whipped this unit, and not going. Oh, I thought he whipped that unit, or that kind of thing. So, especially at masters, which is coming up, anyone to be honest that isn't using tokens and isn't declaring intent and stuff like that before doing it, I'm just going to be honest. You're not going to get a five from sports from me. You're going to probably get a four because. I consider that quite a big part of sportsmanship and it's just, I think, especially at Masters level, that should just be happening in every game. So I'm just going to come out and say that now. If people aren't using tokens and aren't declaring intent, Max, you're going to get from me from Sports is 4. So... Yeah. Sure, it's cool. Fair Cool. And that's not meant in a bad way as a dick. I just think it is part of 5 is awesome, everything was great and... Everything was really clear, and everything like that. It's
1: a it's a part of sports. So, if someone's not yeah. doing it, yeah. yeah, on a checklist, it yeah. says: is was your opponent clear with what they were doing? And lack of tokens or not declaring intent is being, you know, it it doesn't qualify you for that check. Yeah, and I think at masters,
0: especially at that at that level, I just think it should be something that all those players are doing naturally. So But yeah, no, that was a good it was a good game though. Um it was fun and like I said I learned a lot um in terms of how to play Dirthu um in that matchup, which is really weird because the best thing you can do is not screen him. <laughs> which is just so counterintuitive to how I would normally play. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mister... Hey. Hey. Um.
3: Yes, me. So
5: I got to play Mr. Brewer again, um, who is one of my all-time favourite people to play. Um, we just seem to usually play each other at these kind of events. Um, so he was—he had his uh, Rat Boys, so the Skaven Giselle list with the shooting and the hero face shenanigans. with both, Yeah. Gross, right. 12, 12, um, 12 Gisales and a Warp Lightning Cannon. Um, what what could go wrong against Deep Konami? Um, so pretty much I went, fuck this, and put everything off the board except Volturnus and um, Tidecaster, um, who sat in the back corner of the board behind a um, shipwreck because you can put the shipwreck anywhere on the board as long as it's not within range of terrain or an objective. Um, so I literally put that down and deployed them behind it. So if he popped up with, like, storm fiends or whatever, he couldn't get to them as easy because he'd have to go up and over the terrain to get to him. Um, then, so I gave him turn one to give him a wasted turn of shooting um, because I had nothing on the board. For him to shoot at. Um, then I came on from the board edge. Uh, he'd he'd moved two heroes under the objectives. Um, I came on the board edge. The idol on yet again failed his charge, uh, which seemed to be a theme of the weekend. Um, I know a podcast you can join. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and. The, but the Thralls managed to get in and into his screen of Clan Rats, which was, like, all the way across the board. Um, and they took care of a lot of the Clan Rats by themselves. Um, the Eels, the Ishlang guard got into them as well. So there was, like, five or six Clan Rats left by the end of Turn 1. Turn 2, the Gisales went, hey, look, there's an on," because it was the closest unit, and just went to town, um, shot it in the hero phase, then again shot it in the shooting phase, and he died. Um, He just sat on his objectives and pretty much just scored the entire time for that turn two. Um, Then it was my turn two because he he won priority. Um, My Morsar guard went straight into his uh, warp lightning cannon that was sitting there. Nice and open. Um, the Thralls killed the rest of the Clan Rats and then got into his hero that was on the objective as well. Um, Volturnus and the Tidecaster kind of came out from behind their little hidey hole um, and went towards the arch Warlock on the other objective. Um, then Priority Turn 3 came around. I won Priority. The Morsar Guard went, hey, look, now there's Gisales there um, and killed the Gisales and kind of just they moved across one side of the board. The Thralls went across the other side of the board and I ended up getting both objectives. He had his Arch arch with the, uh, is it the Griff Feather that allows him to retreat during as an activation and can
0: fly? No, no, Cunning Creature is the command trait. Yeah. For Scryer, lets you when it's your turn to fight in the combat phase, yeah. you can retreat up to eight inches. Yeah. And the Griff Feather Charm gives you was, minus uh, give one hit and plus one move. No, no, that's the no. rider cloak. Oh,
5: that's Okay. okay. Well, that, that's move. what he had on that because he was retreating out of combat and flying. So like I would surrounded his Arch Warlock on the objective with Ishlay and Guard, and he went cool. I'm going to jump over the top, so I'm out of three inches, but still within six. So he still held the objective because he didn't actually leave it. So that was interesting. And then the next turn, I managed to get the prayer off, which didn't allow him to fly. So I was able to to surround him. You know, you have to be within three, uh, three, six, whatever it was. (laughs) He he still held the objective, whatever it was. Um, And pretty much the next turn, I got off the prayer that didn't allow him to fly and surrounded him again and managed to kill him because he couldn't retreat,
0: because he couldn't get through the Eels.
5: So, yes, yes. I'm actually getting a major win against Dan.
0: Nice. So we ended that round on two major wins, thanks to Clint and Hayden, a major loss thanks to me, and then a minor loss thanks to Liam. So Ew. that actually meant that we won that round against them. Yes. Yep. Because they had a, a major win round. and a minor win. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good so job, guys. It's interesting. And I apologise for my part.
3: So you should. It's
1: okay. We'll all remember it next year. Yeah. When you're not there. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, and then your replacement just gets major wins, and we'll be like, much better than Chris. Probably. Um. Should we? Ah. Should we take a quick break and then
0: do? What the next day?
1: Yes, we will take a quick break. So day two. Um we'd found out Hang on, hang night. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've forgotten oh, sorry. You've forgotten the number
0: one rule of podcasts, which is
4: and we're back. back.
1: I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> but anyway.
3: So
1: yes, day two, carry on.
3: <laughs>
0: yes. So
1: Next, so day two, we day, played against Dicey two. Digits. Yeah, so we Round four. Out, Um the evening before, so the Saturday evening, uh, Gabe had put the matchups up, and we got Dicey Digits, and I went, oh, shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. I think we were playing Mario Kart, and you were like, oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Not because anybody on the team were bad. A bad people, it was just like, ah, oh, these are going to be some very tough games. It was one of the
0: teams um, that we had a lot of orange and red in our matchups, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was not, it was not a great, it was a very alarming looking spreadsheet. Um, for this team. <laughs> so, um, so we rock up, um, I think we lost the roll off, yeah. Yeah, we
0: did, and I think we put me down, and then they put Davey into it. Davey, he, yeah. They just went, let's do the mirror match. Which was the Davey. thing that I immediately went, shit, because he was my one red, because one drop, yep. and
1: I didn't want to not have the choice of going first or not. Yep. Um, we'd
3: Because he was silver net.
1: Um, yeah, we'd stuck Liam as the champion, because I'm pretty sure... You went, they'll put Dave Kerr as the champion.
2: Yeah, he did say that.
1: Yeah. Cool. So Chris was zero from two <laughs> because the next list that they put down um, was Dave. And so I threw myself onto that bomb. <laughs> hey, Dave just rolled the grenade out. And I'm like, I'll save you fellas. Um, And I took that matchup. Then we had... Hayden against Sam Lind and his beasts um, and we had um, we had uh, Liam playing against Brody and Nighthaunt
2: which um, I immediately champion off yeah, which I immediately was like fuck Nighthaunt no, was- yeah. and then I said no daughters are good against Nighthaunt because you just make way
1: of dice so yeah. yep. um, cool so that's how that went uh, this particular round was we were playing uh, Total con-
2: conquest. conquest, yeah, one of the best scenarios yes. ever designed by GW, hands down. It is the best scenario. Anyway, keep going, guys.
1: I like. I do like the revised deployment.
0: I think it's a lot. Yeah, simpler. I don't. I found um, it harder. Me and Davey were really struggling with it, but yeah.
5: Why in straight it lines instead of? I used to
0: find it yeah. so much easier because you just go twelve up. 24 across, 12 up, 24 across, 12 up, 24 across. And you just put your dice down, and then you put nine-inch measure sticks away from that line, and
2: done. Yeah, that's actually how you're supposed right. to do it.
1: So so you're the only person in the world who preferred it the old way. Um, well done. <laughs> um, you are very much an individual. Uh, Davey, was,
0: we were both struggling with it, and we had to correct each other's deployment zones a couple of times, so...
1: Um, well, you may as well talk about uh, the game, because you were first off the ring.
0: Yeah, so obviously I went into this going immediately like, shit, this is not one I would have paired into, because it's enemy Silver Earth, also one drop. So I didn't have necessarily control over who was going to go first or not. Um, but then after it happened, I kind of said to Glenn at the start, actually, this probably is an orange, not a red, just because the scenario favoured higher model count and of our two armies. He had a Null route with Allerial, Tree Lord Ancient, Dreicher, Kurnoth's sides. Like he had a very low model count army, um, like 10 Dryads, 5 Spite Revenants, 5 Tree Revenants. And that was pretty much it. And then Heroes and 3 Kurnots, So, um, Whereas I obviously had like 70 Dryads. Um, so I kind of went, oh, this baby isn't too bad, but we were both like, I have no idea how this is going to go because we we'd like, I'm going to deploy my wood, and then he was going to deploy his wood, and then we had the all important roll off, which I won. So then I was like, okay, cool, because I now know I've got choice of who's going first, which is going to be me. Um, so we had to do our deployments, so and we both kind of obviously filled the woods and needed to make sure that any teleporting or anything to the woods was always going to be just I just put ten drives into the middle of them so. He couldn't teleport to mine, but I couldn't obviously teleport to his. Um, and I kind of just played first turn very, very cagey. Um, I literally set up a wood to get to one objective where he'd put everything in a, in his big, deep corner and he didn't string anything along the kind of long three-inch deployment zone, whereas I strung out the, one of my 30s of dryads on that in that three-inch space. So all I did was kind of run... Those dryads, like, just on the verge of six inches um, for the edge of the objective over that side in a semicircle as far away as possible from him to just make it if he wanted to move and try and charge that he would potentially fail a charge and then not get enough models in to outnumber me because I had about seven or eight dryads, I think, in range. Um, And then I set up a wood on the other, on the opposite corner and just summoned 10 dryads into it. And I had Durthu next to it, so that was a pretty big threat that he didn't want to go anywhere near. And then I just kept 30 dryads plus my two branch rates and six Kernoths on my objective. Um so yeah, kind of I went first, got three points. He got his one because he moved up a little bit, failed his charges as I hoped on the other side, didn't come near my one, didn't go near the other one. Um and then he got the priority and took it. Um, and then he did that turn move Alerial up um, and summon some Kernoth Hunters' bows, and he was able to come in and kind of kill my Dryads um, and get Kernoths with Scythe in and take out um, my Dryads with Alerial. So he was able to take that one off me, which obviously got him two points that turn, plus his home one, so he got three. Um, And then in my turn, I just kept my big one and the side one, so I got two again. But I went for, I'd set up a wood. So on my second turn, I did a teleport with my six swords over to near Durthu, and I made a charge, a nine-inch charge into the edge of his lines where he had kind of a unit of ten dryads in one wood, and then it kind of moved across for five tree revs, then five spike revs, then back to his objective. And his heroes and characters were kind of the other side of the board apart from his True Lord Ancient and his Branch Witch, were sitting kind of next to each other. But I was able to ignore them because obviously he had a household, so I didn't want to engage that True Lord Ancient with the Kernoths because he was going to ignore Rend 1 and I'd just be stuck. Um, so fortunately he was far enough out of the way that I kind of just did a teleport, made the charge with the plus four to charge because of Durthu, Harvest spoon and Cogs, which I sped up time. Um, so I got like a... I think I got like a 12-inch charge or something. So was able then with pylons to kind of move the Kronoth along the lines, obviously killed the Dryads. Then I won the priority for turn three, which meant my Kernoths had nothing within three. So I was able to move them along the line and then go for another charge and get into combat with his five True Revs and his five Spike Revs and have four of my Kernoth Hunters within six of his objective. And Durthu went into his Tree Lord Ancient and the Kernoths killed all of the Tree Robes, all of the Spite Robes, and were holding his objective, and Durthu did 18 damage and took off the Tree Lord Ancient in one turn. So I then had gone to controlling, I think got four points that turn and was holding three objectives, and he just had kind of Ilarial holding the one, and from that point it was pretty much game. I got priority for turn four, and again got all of them. I then teleported Dryads back to the other one because he'd only left three bows just in like just on the edge of six so I teleported and strung out 10 dryads and put four within six on the other side to outnumber him so I took that one off him so I held all four on my turn four and scored five points um and then yeah he kind of claimed that point back the following turn with just moving the bow hunters in and then came in with Drycher onto the fire objective where I'd just left a branch wraith and got one point but by that point I knew I couldn't lose. So um, it was a pretty convincing win for me, which was good.
3: Yeah. Cool. That's super interesting. It's the first
0: time I've ever played Sylvaneth with Sylvaneth, and it was it was really cool. Davey's a great bloke as well. It was really like it was really cagey. Both of us were just saying like I've got no idea how to play this like at deployment and stuff. So yeah, it was really cool. It was kind of cagey for the first couple of turns, and
1: then I just went for it. So. No, Davey's a, a cool guy to play. Um, he's got a huge personality, um, which always makes it quite, quite interesting to play. Um, yeah, no, um, awesome. Uh, so yeah, I guess I was next, uh, playing against Dave. So this was quite interesting. I'd never played Dave before. And of course, um, you know, playing the master, uh, the current Australian master was a bit daunting. And I kind of, I know I wrote myself off from the start, um, just because I went I'm playing somebody who's really, really good at the game, and I am not really, really good. Um, I pushed up early and got some early points. Um, he had, because he had a bunch of evocators, and he had the vexler to move the evocators that one once per game. He had three of the ballistas, Um, you know, like it was was pretty, yeah, Yeah. it was pretty rough. Um, He kind of had a very weak, well, his right-hand flank, my left, um, it was very weak. I had the um, Phoenix guard on my objective on that end. I just kind of put them right at the back and spread them out so that I could move up onto that objective on the left-hand side. He didn't really push on that side, and I probably could have been more aggressive. And I was chatting with Dave afterwards, and he was sort of what well, that was one of the things he said was I could have, I should have been more aggressive on that side because he'd pretty much abandoned that objective to go after mine. Um, but I think he knew that the Phoenix guard, unless I got some really good run rolls, we're not going to get there. Um, over on, um, on my my sort of right hand side um, I dropped Dryads out of Alariel just for some extra bodies um, because otherwise I just have blade Guard and like a stiff breeze takes them out. So I thought Dryads they're alright, they've got a bunch of attacks Um, it's extra bodies it's not bad Um, unfortunately my big guys um just Alario just bit a lot of uh, ballista fire. Unfortunately, there's not too much I could have done really about that. Um, the Phoenix took a long time to die, uh, but he, a die he did eventually. Um, and um, Dave um, used the vexler to get the Evocators right, right back in the in the corner um, where I just couldn't quite string him out. Um, he then proceeded to fail um, a charge with rear uh, which gave me an opportunity to throw some crap in his way um, and just held the evocators off my back objective. Uh, eventually, he was always going to get there, um, so he eventually took my objectives back, um, and then it was a major win to him. It was 13-10, though. Um, I was pretty chuffed with how close I kept. That's a pretty good score. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah I, so, um, not being a super good player, I just kind of held on, and um, yeah, no, I was pretty pretty happy with where it ended up, and it was a good game. Um, I think somebody else had made the comment about Dave's a, Dave's a gentleman, but he doesn't take the foot off the off the off the pedal when he plays, and that's pretty much exactly right. He plays for the win. Buddy's nice about it. So so it's good. It was a good yeah. first game against Dave. Yeah. Like Luke. Same thing. Yeah.
3: So, Hayden. Yes. So I had
5: my first game against Sam Lind. Like we've been to a few events that would both been there. We've seen each other around. Um, but it was my first game against Sam, who was an absolutely lovely bloke. I'm um, like 99% sure I gave him my best game vote because this was a really 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 cool game Um, so he had a one drop list with his Beasts of Chaos, I've never played Beasts of Chaos before this and I had no idea what they did Uh, then he had uh, a unit of I think it was 9 or 12 Enlightened and then a unit of 9 Skyfires so I was like I know exactly what they do so they need to die first Um, Put everything off the board because he's a one drop. So I was like, well, I put everything off the board. If he tries to shoot at me, he's got nothing to shoot at. Um, He proceeded to give me first turn, which I wasn't expecting. Um, So I came on, did the double point and charge against his Enlightened that he put at the front as kind of like a screen for his Skyfires. Completely buffed up my rules and thought that the Morsar Guard had to pile in after they dropped their Mortal Wounds. So I dropped my Mortal Wounds trying to kill his Zangor Shaman that was in range. Piled in with the Morsar Guard. I only proceeded to kill, uh, I think it was four Enlightened. No, I had 10 or 12 Thralls in combat with them. And then the rest of the Enlightened proceeded to take off all but two of the Thralls, which was fun because they got all their rerolls. Um, after that, uh, I won priority for turn. So he came through. The Everything pretty much just wiped the rest of the Enlightened in his turn because he didn't retreat them. He just kept them there. Um, so I held my two objectives. He held his. I... Uh, And then it was pretty much just a game of mobility. So after I killed the stuff on disc in turn two, he had a bunch of Zangor and a Shagoth on the other side of the field that he came across, took my objective, and then we kind of just played like a merry-go-round of taking each other's objectives until the last turn where I held him off, taking my objective, and then... We worked out that he, no matter where he went with the last of his angles, he would still lose by one point. So we kind of called it with 15 minutes to go. But it was a really, really, really close game and an awesome game to play.
3: And Sam's an absolutely champion bloke. Nice.
1: Cool. Solid. Yeah, I've played Sam before. He's, he's a nice guy. Yeah.
2: You so, and So Brody, I think his name was? Absolute gent. That's Brody. Yeah. So we, I was a bit like, sorry, he's double Mongol. And I have to double check my I said to him like, hey, are, du- are the Mongols any good still? And he goes like, oh, they're not as good. And I looked at Clint. I'm like, okay, cool. So they're not as bad as how I dealt with Clinton and RCGT last year because they were like, just dis- like, disgusting. So, I was like, okay, cool, you're a Um It's very, like, Hex Wraith Spirit Host heavy. So, he was very much an old-school it's, it's the... old Nighthawn. It's old-school Um He doesn't have much of the new models, uh, except for a couple of characters, because he wanted to work on his Iron Jaws. Um, really well-painted, though. I really like them. Um, so, he's just like, this is what I got, so this is what I'm going to work with, because I couldn't get Iron Jaws done in time. And I was like, you know what, fair enough. Um, and, anyways, so... What I, yeah, anyways, what I did was, um, I said, Cool, um, I put down my thing, and then like I had to explain to him that to put things in the underworld, you have to drop something on the ground first. and He said, No, 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 I can do this. I'm like, No, no, so we had to go for the book and do it. And then he was like, Oh, okay, did not know that. I'm like, It's fine, it's a thing that most people, yeah, I forgot
1: it. I remember that because he checked with Dave because we were on a table. Like he was not trying to screw you. That's just how
2: that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, just for me, so I know what was like on the ground, like what was in the underworld and what wasn't. And I was like, okay, cool. Anyways, um, I gave him turn one. He grabbed three of the objectives, like one in his far corner, one in his shallow end, and one on my side. Because uh, I just let him have it, because I know that like letting your opponent have it, and if you're confident you can take it off him, it's better because you get to score two points. So I was like, cool, you take it. And he did exactly what I hoped he did, which was um, grab the rejectors that he grabbed. Anyways, and then when it came to my turn, I literally just looked at the field and I was like, "Okay, cool, like you've deployed like one objective. I was like, "Okay, cool. You only have six models there and you only have 10 over there and you only have uh, three over there. So what I did was on the top, my right corner, so the very deep one into his scene where like he had two Mongols and a spirit host and stuff. Um, I just command point uh, rolled a six onto the witch elves, my unit of the witch elves, and just pretty much got into the objective three away from all of his models and had more models within him. So I scored two points there, um, kept my objective in my zone. Yeah, sweet. So held my objective in my zone. And then what I did was I dropped in his far corner. Um, I measured and he was just within six of his objective. And so I said, okay, cool. So I could drop my one unit of harpies of five onto it and I grabbed the objective off there. Didn't have to charge or anything. I just grabbed it. Um, so I scored another two points there. So currently I'm on five. And then what I did was I charged another unit of witch elves, 30 witch elves, onto his, where the hex rays were and his, um, what's it called? Um, uh, Knight of Shrouds on Infernal Steed. Onto his thing. Pretty much wiped out all the hex rays and left the Eternal Steed that I had more models. So I scored two, four, six, seven point on it. Yeah, 7 um, in my first um, round and he only scored uh, 3. So it was 7-3 and then roll for priority and I'm pretty sure um, I won it and then I just held the objective and stuff. And then yeah, it was pretty much like game from there because he couldn't come back to it because he didn't have enough models. Um, and Because he had these two mongols at one, like clumped up together. So they were just like slowly deteriorating the witch elves, but the witch elves were just like slowly kicking back. And yeah, so I just kept holding the objective. He never took it off me. Um, He did take off his side, so he scored two points there from the harpies because the harpies weren't going to do much with six spirit hosts or whatever. Um, So yeah, and then like he again moved forward, moved them forward again. And then by the end of the game, I just dropped my other five harpies there and I just grabbed the objective again, scored another two points. So, yeah, so I was just pretty much I was maxing out points every turn. And yeah, it was pretty much game. And I was just, and I tabled him by the end of it. So, yeah. So, like, he was an absolute champ. Good game. He was one of my best opponents. Um, absolute gent to play. And yeah, it was good. So yeah. Confident, confident win. And that's why I like Toad Conquest because, like, you just, you just go cool. You just, like, you just want your opponent to take the objective first and then you just score more points. So, yeah. It a good game. Sometimes, nah. It's yeah. good. Good game. So yeah. So I think we pretty much won that round. yeah I got all my secondaries.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got my secondary too. Yeah,
1: I think I got mine. I had to kill a hero with a hero. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. As far as um, as far as the round goes, we definitely won that one.
2: Yeah think ko is the only one we've got to win now from his team so
1: yeah yep
0: cool so that's, the thing so... the teams. Like, that's what i like about it sometimes one of you just takes the hit for the benefit of the team yeah like rather rather than screwing it up and people having harder matchups like if there's one of you, you just go okay i'll just take this really hard one on so the rest of you can get fairly favorable matchups and
1: yeah yeah um cool so that brings us into the final round
3: yeah yay
1: so we got matched up to the herd the herd I heard they're pretty good Um, hmm so that was a team. Basically, it was a Kapalabar team, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it had um, Josh Carroll playing. Ineff was their uh, captain. Uh, Liam Smiths with 10 Puscoil uh, Blight Lords um, was their Nergal player. Then you had Luke Taylor with his Scryer filth. Yeah. And. Follow and uh, and then rounded off with Andrew uh, Wright and his um, naked babies. He had his Fire Slayers, which he's been playing with all year. Um, so yeah, I, Andrew uh, looking a bit worse for wear at the <laughs> other day, though. That was quite. Uh, <laughs> He hadn't slept yet. I think he had an engagement party. No, it was Halloween a party. Marty.
3: Halloween party.
1: Halloween party. I wasn't sure. I, I sort of, yeah. Um. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> he was, he was, he was pretty shattered. Cool. Which, which you, will obviously talk about when um, we get there. Um. So yeah, this was an interesting um uh, matchup as well because. Uh, we lost the roll-off. Um, I think um, I think we put me up first, and Luke picked me and uh, so, and got Luke paired into me. Um, then they put up. Uh, I think oh, my brain was pretty. Cook, I think cooked by this stage as well because I don't remember. I I, I, don't I was know, I, don't I was third because it was just yeah. me and Liam left.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys put down. I think we won the roll off. No, yeah. to, I think I
1: got a for I drink no. At this we point. we say so I don't we know. We lost. We lost the roll off. I remember losing the roll off.
2: Yeah, I think we lost the roll off, and then you put down your list, and they gave you Luke gave you him. And then you put down, then they put down a deep, no. Josh, and then Josh I was, put down himself. Josh put down himself. Which one's Josh again? Which list was his? Deepkin. The deep-in. Deep-in. And then I think we gave that to Chris. Well, Chris. Chris. Me. Yeah. Um, Because he was confident. Um, no, it wasn't, I it wasn't there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you like that. Huh. The sheet would have said so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had. This was a bit of a funny one. Yeah. yeah, and then I think we put down Hayden. And well, there's no really choice. And then, to Liam.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. and then you and Andrew were both
1: the champions. Yeah. yeah. Because I think this is another one where they went. I think somebody had said Josh will put himself down as the champion. Um. And that was not the case. So this was another, like the game against Filth, this was another one where the matchups kind of got away from us a bit. Um Yeah, so that that was who we were playing. I was playing Luke. Um Josh and Chris were playing. Hay and Liam were playing, and then Liam you were playing Andrew, so yeah. Um, yeah, so I had to play Luke with his scribe. And we're playing knife the to the heart. C- yes. Scenario was knife to the heart. Sorry. I had I I had started that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You will be. Um, or something. Yeah, so the scenario was knife to the heart. And uh, yeah, so after playing Luke a couple of times with his bullshit scryer. Um,
3: <laughs>
5: the
1: last hurrah of had Luke, scryer. Yeah, he keeps saying, oh, this is the last time I'll take them. Oh, this is the last time I'll take them. And then he just keeps taking They're them. They're the John Farnham of AOS. They- <laughs> So many last time tours. Um, I like it. Uh it's a very Australian. I was going
0: to say tour. for anyone that's um, not Australian, they like, I don't know who what this yeah. is. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that's fine. So having played him a couple of times, I've learned not to like what not to do deploying against him. Um, which is castle, all in one corner. Um. <laughs> splitting splitting up my, my deployment meant that into like two separate clumps um meant he had to choose um with his covens. I had on the objective, which um which was in a piece of terrain, um I managed to fit all thirty Phoenix guard. Um and the terrain was also mystical. So yeah. it was kind of like come at me bro nice. and then mm-hmm. I just kind of put rings of just different units around it so that couldn't bring up stuff in within the ring, like and fight the Phoenix Guard directly. He had to kind of try and shoot them from a distance away or um, things like that. But he also had to contend with Alariel and the Phoenix and um, the Lawmaster, who were on um, on the uh, sort of other the edge of my deployment zone. Um, and they pushed up fairly quickly. Alariel uh, dropped out some Colonel Hunters to do some shooting. Alarial, um, sp- I, I got first turn. Um, pushed every like pushed the um, big stuff up. Alarial speared his Arch Warlock off the objective, which was the only model he had on the board. Um, killed him in one go, just, no. boom, and um, and then that kind of forced Luke's hand a bit. Um, he brought up one coven, two, and then just like more wounded Alara off. Like that was just going to happen. Um, and so he spent a bunch of time finding that, the bigger stuff over on one edge. Um, and by the time he brought up the smaller coven, he was never going to get the major. He just wouldn't have been able to get through everything. And I'd kind of reduced the amount of storm fiends he had left and things like that. Um. I tried to fight some of his weapons teams, and apparently just fighting weapons teams is not what you do um, because I did, I think, two wounds across four or five combats. Jesus. Yes, yes, I know. It was awful. (laughs) It was so bad. Um, Yeah, it was not good. Um, So I kept him. He just just wiped shit off the board. Um, He got all the big stuff all of my screening units. He didn't sort of make too much of a dent into the Phoenix Guard. Um so I kept him to the minor on that one. Um Yeah, I was gonna say he, he shouldn't really be able to shift
0: through thirty Phoenix guard with four upward saves and then six upward saves and three
1: ups single combat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so made him make the decisions and then kept him to the minor, which was probably the best I could hope for. Um under the circumstances. I'm sure that in an ideal world, stuff wouldn't have died and i would have killed all these storm kind of kind of things. Yeah. Um, I was measuring, could I do some sneaky, um, sneaky retreats flying over the tops and stuff like that, but I couldn't quite, couldn't quite do it. Um, but I was, I was thinking about it. I was thinking of how I could just cheekily get it, but, um, um, who was the next matchup? It was you, Chris.
0: Yeah. So this is my this is <laughs> my first time playing Deepkin. Um,
2: and, and how was they it?
0: They all they all looked very
1: very very similar. Um, that's that's well, a lot to do with how the army was printed. All yes. Different. Yeah. yeah
2: no, was, only, that's what was I was only, referring to. It was only um, two colors, wasn't it? It
0: was it was kind of a greeny brown khaki kind of spray it the army like to be fair it actually looked quite cool like the basing particularly was really cool and the effect looked really really good on the boat like on the shipwrecks um i think the models themselves did need more paint on them um particularly if you have units of more Guard and ish guard that are two very different units maybe like paint them differently or something um but yeah i don't know i think it's the, the fact that I've heard a lot about Deepkin, like I know that they're very fast, I know that they have an awful lot of hitting power, like they've got lots of tricks that they can do, um, and I've never played them before and it was basically an army of eels. Um so I think he had Volturnus, a Soul Scryer, a random allied in Fleet Master for forty points just cause. Um and then twenty the no, thirty thralls and then like six yeah, but they were in like three threes, sixes and sixes. I think. Yeah. Um, so I think he had six, he had six, uh, combat eels, six defensive eels, and then three combat and three defensive. Um. So he deployed the six combat eels and the three defensive eels off board with the Soul um, and then everything else was on the table. He basically put the big blob of thirty uh thralls like kind of round near his objective with the Fleetmaster there and Volternus. Um and then the other like his other twelve eels were all no, I think he had twenty one eels, Hayden. Um I'm pretty sure he had two units of six and a unit of three on the table. And then he definitely had a six and a three off the table. Um, but they were in basically a big line like or a big semicircle around his entire kind of deployment zone, um, just lengthways. So one side kind of had six of the Isch Guard, which ignore Rend, and then like the other end had six Morsar Guard, which are the combat ones, and then there was like a, some threes in the middle kind of overlapping. So I kind of just thought, well... I know like this game can only be auto one from turn three onwards and turn three is the round where his entire army fights before mine. So I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go full aggro turn one and just try and do as much damage as I can in turn one. And then I don't really care if he then ambushes onto mine because I should then be able to teleport back kind of turn two and go and attack and clear that stuff off. That was the plan anyway so i i asked him i was like okay so which ones are the combat eels and which ones are the ones that ignore rend and i honestly must have asked him about five times over the course of five to ten minutes of deploying and then through the first turn and he told me every time so like not at all anything to do with my opponent and like i was looking at them going yeah okay yeah ones with spears are the combat ones ones with the like swords are the shield ones and Anyway, so I was like, okay, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send 30 Dryads into the unit of six that ignore Rend because my Dryads don't have any Rend but lots of attacks. So I was like, that makes sense. And then I'll send Durthu and my six Colonel Hunters with Swords with obviously Rend 1 and Rend 2 between them into the six eels that don't ignore Rend but are the combat eels because I'll be able to hit him first. Yes, he can unleash his Spears into one unit the start of the combat phase but he's only got six in the unit so it might not be that bad and i thought okay that's what i'll do so i summoned my woods kind of did all my stuff lined it up sent the units through teleported drives onto one side popped six so i was able to move again so i got them all like three away with a small tail to my wood teleport through, teleported the Kernoths in a line so everything was all lined up and i was like okay sweet perfect and then I got to the charge phase, and then I looked at everything again and I went, shit. The Dryads, for some reason, I'd put them on the side against the combat eels that don't ignore Rend. And Kernoths and Derthu, I'd put on the other side against the defensive eels that ignore Rend. So I don't know how after asking like five times and I'm pretty sure I was double checking in my head when I was doing the movement that I'd put them into the right sides. But I fucked it up completely and I put the units on the wrong side of the board to each other. So I realized at the start of my charge phase, shit, this is completely wrong. But I'm here now. I need to like make the charge. Otherwise, I'm just sitting there. So there was no point not going for it. So I did it, made all of my charges, got in, and then basically the inevitable happened. The Dryads did pretty well because they were against combat eels anyway. like Either way, there was going to be no rend on them, and they make a lot of attacks, and they actually did quite well against the the eels on that side, but they would have done the same against the defensive eels anyway. The issue was obviously there where I was sending all of the rend one, and most importantly, Durthu with his rend two, damage six sword into six Six eels that, because it's battle round one, are all in cover with a three up save, ignoring red. So, yeah, basically the inevitable happened where I got four attacks through with and what probably realistically would have been 24 damage into the correct unit turned into six damage, and the Kernoths only did about six damage as well. So, I maybe killed three eels instead of completely obliterating both units. Um and yeah, then it was his turn and he like the eels that Dearth had gone into just kind of moved out of the way although there was a space for me to remove casualties, he moved the thralls forward, wrapped her through in Thralls. Obviously I knew I was gonna be able to attack first, and I killed eighteen of them, but he still had um no, sorry, I think I killed twelve of them, so he still had eighteen left. And Thralls do what they do, um, getting extra damage against the big monster and loads of attacks. And, yeah, the Dryads, the 30 Dryads, held out against their eels and eventually kind of killed their way through them. But the other Dryads, the other eels held, they retreated over the top of my Colonel Thunters and he charged the Colonel Thunters on the end with Volturnus, who is a beast. And, yeah, basically he brought on his eels um, off the table onto my side objective, charged into my 30 Dryads, killed 20 of them. I auto passed the battle shock, but knew I was going to lose in the next turn. And yeah, basically turn two, he was just he cleared it out. He had mine and he had his. He thought he'd won the game, and I was like, no, no, it's not till turn three. So I had set up and teleported my block of dryads onto his objectives. So we swapped objectives. So he was holding mine, but I was holding his. But then his turn three, he charged Volturnus across the table. I think he went twenty eight inches with a move. He's so fast. He, like, did a move. Oh, uh, because then... Josh flips the tides, doesn't he? No, he didn't flip the tides. Um, He doesn't have a tide caster. Um, oh, true, yeah. But, yeah, so he turned two, was able to, like, run and charge or whatever and got into one sofa. he didn't even need it. I think Fultonus moves 14 and then Cogs was on. So then he moved 16 because I would I'd turned Ford Cogs for my charge. Yeah. So he moved 16 and then he made like a 10 inch charge. So he moved 26 across the board yeah. into my dryads and just Volturnus with all of his attacks on turn three basically killed yeah. all of my 20 dryads and yeah that was game when it hit his turn three unfortunately because of my massive cock up turn one. So um I, yeah I was pretty pissed off with myself and I was I said to you guys like I'm really sorry I like feel like I let the team down for that mistake. I still don't know how I got them confused after asking like five times but I think if I hadn't got them confused I think it would have been pretty convincing to me because I would have destroyed like all of his skills, Um and I wouldn't have lost my Kurnoff Hunters and stuff like that but oh well. So that was a major loss to me on turn three.
3: Yeah. So I played Liam Schmitz
5: and his Nurgle with the 10 Puskar Blight Lords, or the one unit of 10 Blight Lords, which is Gabe's bounty of the tournament. So Gabe put out in that first live stream that if anyone killed that unit of 10, they would get a free jug of beer. And I now understand why he said that, because holy crap, those things just don't die. Um So, turn one, I had put one unit off, uh, one Soul Squire off the board with the Eidolon and the Thralls, and everything else started on the field, pretty much on my deployment line. He put everything, sorry, a unit of Plague Bearers, because he also had a unit of 30 Plague Bearers with his unit of 10 Blight Lords. So, he put the Plague Bearers down in front of the screen. He put the Blight Lords behind that and then had his characters uh, pretty much sitting on his objective and then a couple of units of Plague bearers shielding behind him so I couldn't jump in behind. Um, so I kind of had to go in from the side, um, came in, hit his uh, pretty much Plague bearers with the eels first and the thralls made a, like, 17-inch charge. With the plus six to their charge, so they got around into the plague bearers quite substantially. Um, dropped, uh, dropped the mortal wounds to clear out some plague bearers, then piled in with the eels to, thanks to their two inch reach, kill uh, a couple of the blight lords with the rend two damage two, and then just did the eel attacks into the plague bearers. Um, even though I was neg one to hit, rerolling ones on the charge really helped. Um, managed to kill a whole bunch of Plaguebearers so that Thralls could get in. Um, managed to get, I think, six or seven Thralls into combat who then managed to kill another couple of Blightlords. So we had six left um, by the time it was his turn. Um, managed to dispel, like, the one spell that he needed, I think he wanted to put blades on, and I managed to dispel it, um, and then he failed all of his other spells, which was beneficial. Um, then turn two, so he pretty much just came in with the Blight Lords and just took off the Thralls and the Morsar Guard, uh, sorry, the... Majority of the Morsar Guard. So I had four Morsar Guard left and no Thralls <laughs> by the end of turn one. Uh, turn two priority came round, um, managed to get priority. Eidolon came into combat, uh, other eels came across the board and kind of pinned the other side of his Plague Bearers um, and just kind of whittled away. He then in his turn, he managed to get all of his buffs off on his um, Blight Lords, and they just went to town on killing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, game ended in turn four, because I managed to kill all but three of the Blight Lords. Uh, killed the inner 30 Plague Bearers, but because of the Plague Bearers he had sitting in the back, I managed to get an 18-inch charge off with the Eidolon from three inches out, uh, and the Eels, the Morsa Guard, retreated and then charged because they can do that in turn four um, and kill the Plaguebearers, which won me the game. So that was that game against Liam, which was, again, another fun game, and those Blight Lords are not to be
3: underestimated. Holy crap. They are very good.
1: a huge unit
3: so many wounds yeah, se- yeah 70 wounds in that one unit
1: yeah it's a good save and healing and so have a, yeah all, all the noble fun yeah and they just they just take it
5: in the face and they're just like yeah cool we like this damage we don't really care uh and then they just pump damage back out at you and just yeah They're light kings, light kings with wings.
2: And and a five-out, discuss resilience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing, of course, though, is the fact that they can only be in one place. Yeah, exactly. And
5: managing to pin them down with the Ishlang Guard was very helpful because, like, no matter how many attacks he had, uh, because I came in on the turn that I charged – And they had cut, obviously, the three-up save when they charged. So they had that with Mystic Shield. So they were on a three-up unrendable rerolling ones. So they kind of just pinned one side while the Eidolon was on the other side. So he could only really get two or three in combat at a time.
2: That's good. Liam, what
1: about your game, buddy?
2: So I played Fire Slayers, Uh, Andrew I think his name was, and I could tell that he's had a bit of a rough time. Um, So (laughs) he could barely keep his eyes open. So I kind of felt bad for him because he had diverse daughters. I also have to point
5: out that I play Andrew a lot with daughters, so it's one of his favourite armies to play.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so he's had a – I honestly – so he had Tunneling Fire Slayer shenanigans. So, I deployed in a way where I could control where he was going to tunnel up, being like, because I know that, like, most people, since doors are slow, he wants to get really close to me to hit me as hard as he could. So, I did some cheeky, like, lines and swerving around my deployment stuff and still keeping the shield and the five up ward. Um, anyway, so I said, oh, okay, you go first. He did all his shenanigans. Um, and then when it came to tunneling up, um, he said, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to tunnel up. I'm like, okay, cool. And he came all the way to my side where my cauldron was a bit bare, but, like, I still, like, the way I deployed was, like, he couldn't fit all of them in nine away. So he, like, tried. I was like, dude, you can't fit. Like, if you can fit, in, like, this little sliver. And it was, like, maximum, he could fit five models in. He's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Came in. He charged um, into my 30, which I was trying to do some damage. Didn't do much. Um, so I piled an attack and part attack with the sisters. And then he Battleshocks them off, and I didn't lose any, really. And then my round turn one, I just piled in attack in the hero, hero phase. And then I did so much damage in the hero phase that, like, if I retreated, he would still Battleshock the whole unit off. So I was like, okay, cool. That's done. Um, and I pretty much the whole game was just me pushing forward, like, moving forward and just killing as much as I could. Um, fire Slays are quite durable. Um, so... It was a bit of a pain in the butt, but um, after doing some retreating and stuff as well as the game went on, um, it was, I pretty much kept moving forward slightly, and then by turn three, I pretty much charged my Witch Elves up to his very far back line, in a conga line, had Harpies drop down and charged in, and I had Marathi, who was transformed in a monster. Um, whatever she was touching, they were getting absolutely annihilated. And then by, yeah, in like by turn three, I pretty much held his objective quite comfortably and held my objective quite comfortably. And our game was a very like quick and easy game. Um, but he still made me work for it by like really like closing in gaps. So I couldn't <laughs> like put in as many models as I could for the gaps. So, um, yeah, he did quite well for this guy who hasn't had any sleep, hungover as hell. Um, and playing daughters. So yeah, it was a good game. Um, very quick. Um. Yeah, it was good. So yeah, that was pretty much my end. There was no real highlights or anything in it. Really, it was just best doors of Cane tactics is just move forward.
0: Yeah. Who knew he, run doors of Cane Tactica run forward.
2: Yeah. yeah. You don't know I even mean? you don't you don't really even need to listen to Wimmer uh, Twitch about tactics. You just roll and shot char- like run and charge. That's it, really. If you're running Haggard it.
1: too, I think Andrew was probably appreciative
2: of the trick yeah. because
1: he kind of pissed off after
2: that. He, he, He's like, he, "Yep, he, done, goodbye guys." Was pretty much like, so like I didn't even get to pile in an attack. He just said, "Oh, I concede. You've pretty much won the game." I'm like, "You do know if you concede, I get all the kill points and get everything right." And He goes, "That's fine." And he was like, "Yep, that's cool with me." I'm like, "Oh, great, awesome." And then like he just like packed up and left. Like, he he did not care. Yeah, he yeah. did not care. So I was like, "Cool." Um I kinda of felt bad because like I did understand that he was like throughout the game he wasn't all that happy of how the game was turning out because like the way I was playing it with daughters just like trying like I wasn't like getting into combat too long because like with Fire Slayers being so durable, I just didn't want to waste my time rolling 120 attacks and not doing anything. Um and since I was over rolling so many attacks with daughters, I was just like, fuck this, I'm just gonna get out of combat and just try and get more boys on the objective Um which I did. And um yeah, I think he was just like "Oof." trying to like counter it but like no matter what i was just throwing marathi and wherever i needed like shit to just die so yeah so she she did well um and yeah she only had only one pen thrown at her for the whole entire weekend so yeah it's good it's good
3: Your new signal was an objective cool. game
2: yeah it was an objective game so it's almost like trying to kill your opponent that's not really part of the game
0: nice so how did, we, uh, how did we do overall, guys? What, what, was, everyone's win, what was everyone's wins
2: totals? Uh I scored four major wins and one minor loss. Nice. Yes?
0: I scored three major wins and two major losses.
2: Clint?
1: I got two major wins, two major losses, and a minor
2: loss. Hayden?
5: I got five major wins, so there you go. There you go. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Now, can I, also us.
2: can I also say that like a lot of us got pairings where it was like orange or red, and we still like got them down or like, still played it quite well. What yeah. I was going to say is, actually, I think
0: based on the rounds, I think we're the only team that won every round.
2: Yes, but we
0: got
1: done on painting, was it? Yeah, paint, yeah painting pulled mine. us back yeah there was there was 30 points between um us and the next higher team yeah, yeah yeah
0: and liam's
1: painting would have been pulled back as well because of borrowing stuff and yeah. Yeah, yeah so we we would have lost a lot of points on consistent on, um consistency yeah.
3: yeah is it consistency or yeah
1: thing? yeah yeah visual coherency yeah visual yeah coherency. coherency not consistency
3: Oh, whatever
1: um Cool. So, yeah, we all had fun on the weekend, and that's it. We don't need to talk about points
2: and stuff yeah. and, and positions. We yeah. came second overall.
1: Second overall. Behind. So, so the top three. Okay, there you go. Yeah, we'll do top three. Come yeah. on. Um, so third was Mango Mafia, um, which was Al Webster and Blake and oh Christ, Tim, Tim, Tim McDivitt. Tim McDivitt and who's the fourth one? Yes, that guy. I oh, know that, that guy. It, eh? If I if I look at the actual sort of Hey and Clint, you're the you're the ones from Queensland. You should know this. Yeah. So Al webster Blake <laughs> Kerwick, Matt Gammy. Uh, oh, no, Gammy, of course. Hey, yeah. Gammy. Sorry, Gammy. We love you, Gammy. I thought he, like,
0: lost all of his games though, with Doors, so I didn't think he was up there.
2: It's because he had my Marathi. He, um, he was up there because I think his team won painting um, and conversions and stuff. They all had very heavily converted armies, and I think...
0: Oh, yeah, because um, Al's got the amazing death army
2: yeah, with the Magash conversion stuff as well, right? And Blake had his Nurgle, and... Yeah. Gammy had. I don't even know what Gammy plays anymore. Gammy had daughters.
5: He had um, daughters. He was taking daughters. Oh, no, he had daughters. But he, he had, had he a borrowed daughter's I army. Mean.
2: Yes, I think Tim McDivitt, who is what I meant, um, I had no idea what he played.
3: Stormcast. Death. Uh, oh. Pretty sure. Oh, no, Stormcast. Stormcast. Yeah,
2: Ballisters. He played Stormcast. Yeah, Yes, yeah. Yeah. so. Um, yep. Yeah, so it's just like. So. Yeah, so I think they yeah, got. So blood. they
1: were third. Um, We beat them to second based on killing more stuff and winning like on battle points
0: yeah more games um,
1: yep uh, so we've got second and then bloody pantheon of filth yeah yeah god first yep. the
0: undisputed winners so. in terms of overall most major wins and they all obviously had nicely like fully painted armies so um yeah. We we did beat them in the round we played them, but um, overall they did perform better and yeah they had um, they got all the painting points so they did a very good job so good job guys
1: yeah yeah so they beat us by yeah thirty points which is a not inconsiderable margin um, but that's cool um, best sport went to Josh Alleman, who had beastful raiders um, I think he was fairly in contention for the sports at Cancon as well. I believe
0: he got um, best opponent from every single one of his five opponents. Yes, yeah,
1: every one of his five opponents, which is pretty good. Yeah. like that's, well, It's the best you can possibly do. <laughs> it's the best you can possibly do, and it's really quite hard I think. Yeah. Um, so, then there was a bunch of follow-up awards. Um, so, Unfitted Fury, which was the most amount of points uh, killed, went to Ash, who just battered his opponents yeah, left and right
0: three pens everywhere
1: <laughs> are we are we just going to move on from the pens then uh it's some too funny yeah, maybe we should just write it off guys
3: come
1: on yeah <laughs> i
0: like it
2: that was good i like it
0: i love uh, how the one trying to move on and also he's the one that just pull on after that
1: because <laughs> it was good i appreciate a good dad joke um uh, disgustingly resilient. Uh, disgustingly resilient, which is fewest points lost, went to Jack Solomon, who had a death army. He's um, he one of the Gold Coast guys. Um, Johan, which was fewest points killed, went to Josh Panic. Then Glass Jaw, which was most points lost, <laughs> and I remember Gabe saying that he'd kept eighty points alive. That was Bernie. Like kept. Yeah, he'd only kept eighty points alive yeah. across. Five games. Yeah. Can I... Do you know what... Yeah. And Bernie took a Chaos Mammoth too. He took... Didn't he take multiple? No, I only had one Mammoth this time. One Mammoth. Oh, only one Mammoth. Disappointed Bernie. No. Yeah. Uh, um... Yeah. Yeah, no, game. it was... Yeah. Um... That's pretty good. It's quite funny. that oh, no, quite funny. Um... He was on the Merc team. Yeah. So, uh, we then had the sort of Hobby Awards. Um, Best Painted went to Sean Cassidy, who continues to add amazing models to his non-metallic Stormcast army. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, he'd added a bunch of the new Sacrosanct stuff.
0: The Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger is amazing.
1: Yeah. 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 So, it was, I think it was... Um yeah. so there's paint best painted was like judge's choice. Um and I think um he was probably lost a few few votes for player choice just by being by virtue of being stuck over in the corner. Yeah. Um Agreed. But but I know that a lot of people were sending folks into the corner to have a look at the army. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And I do actually um, I, I
0: took the time to go around and take a photo of every single army because I remember saying, Jesus, how many people are actually here? Because it took forever. But I will, at some point, put all of the photos into an album um, on the Mortally Wounded page and I'll share it through all the social medias so everyone can check out all the armies that were there.
1: Sick. Um, runner-up for Best Painted went to Davy and his um, super-vibrant Sylvanath army. It's really nice. Yeah, it was cool. Um, player's choice for Best Painted went to Al Webster with his death stuff. Um he also got Best Behemoth for his well this, this particular weekend it was Ark the Black, but it's a Nagash, it's a Nagash conversion. It's Nagash. Doesn't look at all like Arkham. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was confused cool. by that. I was like, oh I don't remember it, him having
1: it. Yeah, I it's a look it's a beautiful model. It is an amazing conversion. It looks really awesome. But it ain't Ark and the Black.
3: Yeah.
1: It's, I'm sorry. Um yeah, not it's really. not a mage dude riding a skeletal steedy kind of thing. No. It's Nagash. Um but it is a beautiful model, and that is why it has won Best Behemoth. Um and then Best Hero went to Akeem with his the killing it King. A it, was it, was it was a Soul Scroll. It was killing King. king. Oh the killing King. Yeah, okay
0: which is absolutely gorgeous. Okay. I actually yeah, I, pre- I actually
1: prefer podcaster to be honest, but yeah. Y- yeah, cuz he had a couple of really 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 nice yeah. characters. Yeah. So it was kind of I that's why I couldn't remember because I know that I remember seeing a photo of his soul scryer and yeah. stuff. So yeah, he had some some really cool, I don't know. If, um, his eels are going to look you know, amazing when he gets them done. That's why I don't think he got players' choice. Yeah. It's just uh, because it wasn't quite finished, but he's like painted the reflection, like the light reflections of the water coming down onto his eels. And, like it's, I, yeah, when it's done, it's going to look amazing. Um, yes, yeah, so they were all the hobby awards. Um, so that's pretty much it. Just to reiterate, Gabe did an awesome job getting it all organised and um, getting getting the right folks, um, like getting a Merc team organized and getting substitute players organized. That's a huge thing on the thing. Um, And um, Ty did a great job on the computer. Basically, Ty Ty Mills was Gabe's keyboard monkey for the weekend. (laughs) Um, Pretty much. I don't think he was allowed out from behind that desk. I don't think. I, was, I wasn't sure whether Ty had legs anymore, <laughs> um, whether Gabe had just like chopped them off so he couldn't leave. Um,
2: Even during presentations yeah, so, he was still up there.
1: I think so. I, I'm sure I, he got up and walked away at some point, for sure. But um, it was yeah, so he just sat there, he just punched results in all weekend. Um, was, was Super good at that, so um, yeah, my hat certainly comes off to to Gabe and Ty for the weekend because it was awesome yeah it was I think it was my favorite tournament I've been to like
0: I I knew I'd love playing at a team's event and it was just great like it was the best I felt at a tournament because I just didn't even though you're playing singles and I was still trying to do well I just didn't have the the normal kind of stress and stuff that I like feel sometimes and it's just really fun like I just it's just something that although you're trying to do well and you're competing in singles at a normal tournament, every other player there, even though they're your mates, is also your competition. Whereas at least with this, you had three people there that wanted you to do well.
3: Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was just great. If anybody ever gets a chance to do a Teams event, I highly recommend it. I think you'll have a great time. I just think it's awesome.
3: Yeah. Well, Gabe's
5: already said that it's happening again next year at the same venue, so it's going to be a lot of
1: fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think that venue is going to get a proper... I was going to say, speaking of the venue, we should talk about it because it's
2: a brilliant venue. It's pretty awesome. Which it's is great. great. Like, but, but, every single so. new, but every single new Warhammer venue just needs to get the... like. We just need to give them a proper heads up being like, you need to get your kitchen ready because... The food thing is just a huge. Like, with Ashfield down here, they were not expecting us to order so much so quickly.
1: Because that's what happened. Like, no kitchen is ready for. Yeah. You know, several dozen people to all want food all at once. It's just not how kitchens work. Yeah. So, and Gabe did his best to try and get people to pre order. But then you were watching people who'd ordered after they finish their game, get their food before the pre-order people. That's yeah, so, weird.
0: I, I only pre-ordered on the second day, and it turned out great, and it was really
1: good. Like, yeah, I think they had it a bit more sorted. On
0: which second. I think always happens. Like, It was the same thing at Slaughter, first day, not quite ready, had a word, and then they sort it out. And the more the venue gets used for those kind of tournaments, the more they'll get used to it, and they'll know what they need to do as well. Um. But like in terms of the room, it was it was massive. It was air con, and then three, three big rooms, and all the walls could go up. So there's space to basically triple the event and go to kind of 150 odd players if they wanted to, which is awesome. Um, it's got the big restaurant bar. Like we had a bar like just outside the actual room we were in, kind of in the hallway. Um, so it was great.
2: Sick.
1: Yeah, no, it's good venue.
2: Um, so we'll do a team again next year.
1: I don't know if I could handle being on a team you with
2: you guys. again. wait, Pete. Uh, good to know, Clint. So it's just going to be Hayden and I. Uh, Hayden, we need to find some new mates.
5: <laughs> oh, I was, I was going with Clint,
2: so. Oh, you guys all suck. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> then, I'm going to do Team Shadowhammer, and I'll just take all the Pantheon of Filth then. What? Minus- so it's going to be you. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Minus minus, minus Christoph, Ash McEwen, and Matt Campbell, so I'll take Dan Brewer. (laughs) Two games games at once. You got this. I reckon we could do it. We're both quick players. Righto. So
1: that concludes the event coverage. How, if people want to get in touch with folks, because obviously... We're all guesting on each other's podcasts. Um, How do people get
2: in touch with you, Liam? Uh, So I run the Warhammer Age of Sigma Sydney Australia page, along with Anthony Magro, the coach. Um, And I got my podcast, Shadowhammer, so you can contact me on Facebook page, Shadowhammer, or Twitter, which is Shadowhammer underscore. Um, More than happy to chat about anything, really.
1: Chris, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah. so
0: for those people that aren't listening to this through mortally wounded you can find me at mortally wounded i am on twitter at wounded mortally because you know people take usernames and stuff um and you can find us through facebook as well um mortally wounded is the facebook page Um, me and co-host james who will be recording a Episode together very shortly as we have, uh, we're playing together next weekend at the doubles event that the coach is running in Sydney. So, yeah, there will be a new episode with uh, me and James back
1: to the good old days. The band's back together
3: again.
4: Yeah.
1: Rightio. And friends, how can we <laughs> talk to uh, you on this social media? Um, so I'm on Twitter
5: as The Angry War Gamer. Um, also Cut. on Instagram as the Angry War Gamer. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Hayden Walker. Um, otherwise, I get around with these boys. So I've heard. You, <laughs> you just cries Freezing. Freezing. Oh dear. Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm pretty much on everything, and there is hopefully in the next. Two to three months when I get a break from work, being a YouTube channel coming up with battle reports and other fun stuff as well.
1: Sick. Cool. cool. So you too can be a content creator. That's it. Um, and all of us are going to be at Masters
2: in... Two weeks.
1: Well, it's a week It's a week and a half. Is it? No, it's a two and a half, week, two half
2: weeks. Two and a half weeks. Don't put pressure on me. God damn it.
1: Yeah, that's okay. It's two and a half weeks um, as of the time of recording. Basically, tonight is the list submission uh, date, and I'm waiting on one whole list. So, um, yeah, so in a couple of weeks, we'll all be at Masters, and um, what's, what the Heralds are doing at Masters is we're going to have a Twitch stream. So if guys, uh, if folks want to tune into that, twitch.tv forward slash Heralds of War, you might actually get to see some of these wonderful people on the stream um, and then maybe do some interviews and things like that. I know Chris desperately wants to talk about Warhammer on camera and we might just let him. And, <laughs> and it'll be a good opportunity for Hayden to get to be and friends on other things. <laughs> so, yeah. Sick. Cool. That's all the plugs that I've got. Um, Other than that, I think we're done, guys.
3: Awesome. awesome. See you in two
1: weeks. Thanks, guys.
3: See
0: you you soon, guys. And watch out for those pens.